Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to the WrestleMania 39 edition of... One Nation Radio. We will be reviewing WrestleMania 39 Saturday and Sunday nights one and two, uh, and there's lots of stuff to talk about. We actually uh, had a stream already up. We already had started the podcast, and then the Twitch stream said this video stinks. You won't be in it. We were like, we won't be able to use this for the YouTube. Let's just restart it. So yep. uh, this next time around, Rich, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Um, I just want everybody to know that One Nation Radio is the best podcast in the world. We are number one. We would not come out here and fail you guys like Cody Rhodes in the main event, like WWE in the main event, like several other corny sounding motherfuckers. I can't believe uh, some some of the stuff we're going to have to get into uh, tonight, James. Uh, this This feels like one big victory lap. We didn't talk about Cody Rhodes for a very long time on this show. But, um, you know, I want to say about five years ago this time, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we were in New Orleans, and there was a podcast with myself, you, uh, Josh, and Jeremy, keeping a strong style. And it was very spirited regarding Cody. And admittedly, I, I think I was talking more with my heart than my head at that time because I kind of learned what um, type of you know uh you know what what exactly was going on with cody rosen from then i decided i would never be out of the loop on cody Rhodes again i would learn his career better than anybody else call things before they happen and what do you know we've been doing that since 2021 james we called the cody verse bullshit when it was bullshit we called them leave or him leaving the promotion 
we called when he came back and said he would be pushed to the moon. And what else did we call James? We called him getting smoked in the main event of WrestleMania like a black and mild. I'm not playing. We are the best. We have the clips to prove it. Tell who you want. It sounds crazy. I'm wearing the glasses because the lights are not too bright for me. I'm just, this is comfort, baby. That, that's all this is. James, they can't touch us. <laughs> I'm not, I'm never as boastful as you are, but uh, yeah, I want to say, was it before or after um, Sammy got hoed in Montreal? We were like, oh, we yeah. called that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. But I mean, it was, it was necessary. It was like, no, Sammy's not winning because he's going to take it to Cody. And of course, Cody's not winning because that was meant to be The Rock. And The Rock's supposed to put over Roman here. So, like, what what, what else is supposed to happen? Um, so, yeah, man. Um, it, it was a, it, it was WWE in the part where, like, they get you and then they lose you. Or if you never, or if you, you had never, you know, you've always been with them or whatever else, whatever you want to call it, whatever relationship with WWE and Vincent Man is, whatever. You're just like, I'm with them and I'm with them and like, we're going to, you know, we're going to ride this thing out till the, till the wheels fall off. And then like, they get to these WrestleMania main events and then the wheels fall off. And that's times when they're just a that exodus of people now, just being James. like, it's over. I'm done with them. I met my last. You know, my wits in with them. I'm frustrated. I'm going to take a break or I'm going away from them or whatever else. It happens so often that after a WrestleMania main event. And um, they are you sitting on bricks. Yeah. 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 And um, on the center blocks. And that, like when you mentioned the um, the conversation about that like, we had the podcast, like after WrestleMania 34, it was a lot of that with me was like, I can't. They spent all this time with Roman as a babyface the top baby face in the company and they never, they always wanted to have this coordination thing with him, even though he's multiple time champion at this point. And they got the WrestleMania 34 and then they did what they did with him. And I was like, all right, I'm done, man. Like they had a card and a build that was great. And then they got to the show and like the, so much of the last part of the show was so disappointing that I was just like, wow, they, they just don't get it. They don't know how to, they may, they, they get like this much of it or he gets parts of it, but they don't get just all of it in a way that like they should. And it's very frustrating. And, um, flash forward to, you know, five years later and a lot of the same thing. In fact, like you look at that night one, night one is one of the best nights of WrestleMania they've ever had. And then night two comes out there and it's like, Oh yeah, oh, no, no, no. Just what we did was we we had the good WrestleMania, and then we had the bad WrestleMania, <laughs> and then you could tell you could tell from like the fans and like the things that they were saying about each night, like what kind of fan of pro wrestling or or sports entertainment you are, and it's like, oh, you people that like really like night two more than night one, I I I don't value your opinion much for anything outside of like whatever you're. Out of out of whatever like things that we have a connection with, the reason why I'm following you, like it's really weird, man. Like, really, really weird, man. Really, really weird. We've got I mean, a lot to talk about. I promise we will get back to Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. We're, we're, that's going to be the first real topic, right? Yeah. So you want to talk about the weekend? About the weekend. Okay. Um, so what all did you watch? 
man, I watched Supercard of Honor and I watched okay. most of the NXT show. Um, I didn't get around to any of the indie stuff uh, too much. Okay. I, I honestly didn't have like too much interest in it just because it's been so bombed out and depleted. And they're, they're trying their best to build it back up, but it's going to take a while to really get it yeah. back to like 2017, 2018, 2016 levels. Like, and that mm-hmm. that's, that kind of talent just isn't out there right now. Um, yeah. You did not miss Georgia Bulldogs no theme. Because Osprey's supposed to be, you know, yeah, no Osprey, to, you know, yeah, too a lot. Um, so you know, it kind of left Le Hill, um, Del Vikingo as the man of of this weekend and all that. But um, I thought Supercard of Honor was excellent. Um, okay. I thought it was uh like a real stage setting kind of show with like kind of kicking off these these Mark Briscoe and um uh Eddie Kingston chases. Um, and it, it didn't look like that at first with Mark. It looked like it was just a terrible decision made, but the more, you know, it, it kind of like started coming out like after the match and then the post promos and all that I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Like, um, you know, he might not it might not be the TV title that he's chasing It's going to be the other one. So keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled on that. But um, there was a great ladder match. Unfortunately, Dante Martin got injured in it. Uh, hopefully he, he's he's, you know, doing well and everything like that. In, insane match between uh, Vikingo and Commander, um, kind of like a uh, you know a, a Ray Mysterio versus Psychosis of its time, a Ray Mysterio versus Juventus Guerrero of its time. Uh, this was like probably you know either the best or second best match I saw this weekend. Um, I thought you know between that and uh, Cassidy Shibata showing up. Uh, was awesome. Uh, the the vibes were high. I I did not like the crowd. Uh, I thought the crowd was uh, not great. I, and I don't know if this was uh, just a LA thing because a lot of the crowds I was watching were not great. Um, On to NXT. Um, I watched. What time uh, was that show? Was it like in the morning? That, sh- that show came on. 10 Noon? o'clock West Coast time, 1 o'clock East Coast time, I believe. Okay. And, okay. you know, it was a really bad idea to do that show early in the morning because that crowd just, I don't know, it just didn't, <laughs> or I don't know if that was the crowd or NXT. Um, I'll say this about the NXT wrestlers. Um, they are definitely getting coaching on how to look like stars and, and dress expensively and you know, all the stuff like that's outside of the wrestling, but man, it was very frustrating watching that show. Thought the ladies mat ladder match, I thought it was solid, but like the winner ended up someone that just didn't do or contribute anything to the match. There was like, you know, uh, not catching people on dives. There was a lot of stuff like that. Um, but the j- just a lot of scramble stuff on this show, just trying to lump tons of people on the card. Uh, the triple threat tag match was pretty bad outside of the Creed Brothers performance. Um, it was a five-way match that was so incredibly frustrating. Um, for I don't think you'll ever find a well-wrestled match where it was a good match that was just more frustrating. It was a five-man scramble match that at all times, three people were laying down like they were shot. And it was like, do y'all know how to do a scramble match? Like, like what the hell is this? Like, And like it was like... Uh, it was Ilya Dragunov, it was Dragon Lee, Wesley, JD McDonough, and um, one more guy in the match. Um, uh, Axiom? Uh, A-Kid? Axiom, yes, A-Kid. Yeah. Like, so this should be incredible, right? Right. It, it was not. Like, there was just something huh. weird about it. Um, and then from there, 
Um, <laughs> I, I was just kind of checked out. I was grumpy after that. I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Um, from there, um, you know, the, we got to the main event. Um, I, I skipped a few matches. I went and started getting ready because, you know, WrestleMania was coming. Uh, I had to jump in the shower and all that. But I came yeah. back just for the end of the Braun Breaker versus uh, Carmelo Hayes match. And this was a microcosm of what we would see in the WrestleMania main event when we talk about the wrong reactions, um, the cheating getting cheered, the, uh, the lifeless uh, kind of uh, decision-making that was going on here, the the match layout. You got Ooh. Trick Williams jumping in the match, cheating, um, hitting him with the belts. Ron Breaker kicking out of the belt shot. Uh, the the guy Carmelo Hayes uh, ends up winning um, via after already like tapping out, like he he was beaten, and then he's cheered wildly after. Um, then he you know and Trick Williams you know kind of celebrate with the championship. Braun Breaker grabs the belt, hands it to him, congratulates him like he won it with honor. And the crowd just like claps. And it's like, he just cheated you, you dumbass. What are you doing? Like, and, and this wouldn't be the, be the last man that we see get cheated in the main event of something this weekend. So um, all in all, um, I don't know. It, it was, uh, I thought Supercard Honor was great. I thought NXT was average is at best long gone of the days oh johnny gargano and grayson waller uh really good match um they i, I thought it was going to get corny uh i was very worried with the home invasion and all that which was just absolute comedy uh on several levels but uh this one was just like a, a real kind of like oh okay uh candace got her licks in on them and, and it wasn't like some some corny shit like i thought i thought this was uh I thought Gargano like represented himself very well. Like, and it was, there was a funny kind of feeling of it. Like, what are you doing here? Like, it was like, you just don't fit here anymore. Like there was that, but, um, I, you know, hopefully this is his real farewell, like from NXT. And I, but I, I don't know like what, what to make of his future prospects here. Um, but from there we can get to Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And my God, James, there were two people that came on this show for months that were telling people, yo, a pack's going up and is coming from Georgia. Is <coughs> coming from the Nightmare Factory. Is coming from the roads. Cody Rose came out here and got his ass whooped in the main event. He came out here and got spiked in the neck by a man who had already been thrown from the match. He came out here and went in front of Brody Lee's child. They did an angle with this little kid in the middle of the main event where they would they take back the weight belt. This is just absolutely phenomenal. And you can look at the ring walks. All Cody Rhodes gets is walking his ass to the ring. And then Roman Reigns, they're playing the pianos, treating him just like the grand champion and all this. And 
there's just this look and, and this feeling I, I I'm watching it, James, and I'm just like, this is like weird. They get to the match. I I would probably go like, I don't know, three and three quarters, maybe four stars on the match. But that first uh half of it, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Then they, you know, they went into the finisher spam and uh, you know, lots of kickouts and, and everything like that. But they ended up in the long run, giving Cody Rhodes the same exact match layout as Sami Zayn, as Drew McIntyre, as Kevin Owens. He was no different than any of the others. Yeah. At the end of the day, this guy was from AEW, and there was no way in God's green earth that he was walking in there undefeated for a year and beating Roman Reigns. It was never, ever happening. I don't know who needs to hear this. A fucking wrestling war is going on. Perception. They were never... It was too clean. What was I saying last week? And people... Yeah. I, I've seen people try to refute this and saying, you know, hey, it's, you know, the, the what, what do you mean? He's been on WWE TV for 16 years. That's in the past. That's old. Cody Rose reset himself. Even though they played it nice like like i said before everybody was public facing like yo we're in this for the for the greatest terms we're in this to um you know really promote him as our guy now right yep and they might end up doing it one day maybe right but that but one first, day wasn't yesterday but first <laughs> you cody rhodes was going to eat that pile of shit and do that job for Roman Reigns at the end of the day, like everybody else, he was going to be put in line. And the sad part is he should have gone over. And I'll tell you why he should have gone over. Obviously, there's nothing else to do with Roman Reigns at this point. They keep putting these more days and time on this title reign that no one gives a fuck about anymore. This and praising him is this all time legend who's just winning all these matches. Like, he's Kento Kobashi, James. Yeah. They're treating him like he's Kazushi Okada during his title reign when he's yeah. doing these copy-and-paste main events with tons of cheating. The House of Roman. I talked about it before. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing that's super frustrating about it is, like, they, they've always wanted him to be the guy. And they've now gotten to the point where, like, they have turned him heel where he cheats. He has his cousins cheating in every single uh, title defense to protect the belt and walking in and walking out. The commentary is not matching the reality of what the situation is, which is this guy comes in, he has his match and then everybody else helps him protect the belt. Like as if he's Ric Flair, you know, you know, in the horseman or if he's, you know, NWO and Hogan or whatever else, any, you know, evolution, triple H, any hill, uh, operation, Jay White and, you know, uh, bullet club, evil and house of torture, all that shit, you know, Kagetsu Edotai, whatever you want to say, like all of that shit is the same thing. And, then to have who is supposed, you know, your commentator who at, during the match is literally rooting for Cody because of the cheating, but not acknowledging that Roman Reigns is like, 
getting by and that should be the heat is that he's so fucking good that why is he doing stooping to this level and how come no one has like stepped in to stop this from happening or like said this person is banned blah 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 they don't do none of that they just say it's an historic reign he's up there with the hogans and the san martinos and the Pedro Morales and whoever else you want to throw in there and it's like and the crowd react plays along with it james they all react to him that way because the because the crowd is front running because they're because they're, they want to root for winners the, the baby faces are they all losers. Root, they want to root. They want to root for the laundry. And why would you want to be a baby face in WWE at this point? What is there for you to achieve? That's right. You I'm can't beat. Look, you can't beat Walter. And you can't <laughs> beat Roman Reigns. What do you have? <laughs> you got Bianca. That's it. If you're a man, sorry, brother. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Absolute insanity. Um, the way they they did the cheating and all that, I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious that they did this. I'm no fan of Cody Rhodes, so I, you, I'm going to switch between criticism for the company and how poorly um, like booked and, and laid out this was yeah. and talk about like what a trash fire it is that this guy that was popping house show numbers for you couldn't get it. Sami yep. Zayn. Couldn't get it. No, 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 Not a guy that was not a guy that was popping house numbers for you. The second guy that's done it for you. Correct. In a row. He's he's gone through two of them in a row. Then it's, a, like, it's like what are we then, it's like what are we doing? You what can't guarantee they'll ever have one again. <laughs> Dave Melser, are you asking where the baby faces are in WWE now? Let me know. <laughs> It was so interesting to to to, uh, to see the YouTube clip he put up of uh, talking about the match, and like you can see it finally dawned on him all these matches that he's been giving these like absurd ratings to. They're like, oh yeah, they've been doing the same shit for half a year now. <laughs> it, it, it finally dawned on him that like all these matches are wrestling third gear, and then his cousins come and do all this bullshit between kickouts and near falls in in you know rough bumps. It's like. Where, where have you been? These people watch this man or this man, Cody Rhodes, went and had his mom ringside, had his wife, had his baby, had somebody else's baby ringside. <laughs> Negative one is out here getting getting dragged into this. Um, but, you know. Eventually, eventually, folks like Dave, they're going to have to look in the mirror and realize who made that decision. And it was that clown, Paul Levesque, that walked in the in the um, uh, the, the press conference. This time, somehow people were not throwing roses at his feet like King Joffy Joe when he walked in. Somehow this was not the case. He walked in and shout to John Alba. Who asked him basically in the nicest way possible, like. What made you go with that line? Like he he basically was like, "Would you do this for?" Amanda Huber posted it was a bad call. Um, <laughs> Triple H. Um, I I talked about it in January. There's a clip where it was like Vince McMahon's bag evaluate Triple H, and you look at all the culminations of all these stories. I don't know what the big Triple H story was going into this. Um. When it comes to this particular match, he has the nerve to drop this line that says there is no end of the story. To me, 
if you're Cody Rose and your entire thing is built on finish the story, people were getting custom shoes made of this. This was his tagline. This was the tagline for the main event. Finish the story. You know what, what, what Triple H thought of that? Triple H thought, you broke my throne, motherfucker. Fuck your story. Here's my nuts on your story. Your entire ethos. Triple H took a gigantic shit on that. Why? Because at the end of the day, you are coming back from AEW in a wrestling war. This is like Ric Flair coming into WWE and, and imagining him beating Hulk Hogan for whatever reason. This was never, ever happening. And more people need to be called to the carpet on the wrestling knowledge that 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 are that have these big podcasts, that have these uh, lots of followers and, and, and these these. these well-cultivated audiences and all this stuff that are just literally giving the people bullshit and not seeing this for, for what it is, the ease that it was. This wasn't hard, James. It was not hard at all. It's very simple. Like, and if you want, people will say like, Hey, um, was Vince involved in changing to finish this and the third? And obviously, Triple H has to, you know, go out there in front of those people because they've been now doing these, uh, these press conferences like it's, you know, after takeovers or whatever else, these media scrums because, you know, um, TK started doing it, Tony Khan started doing it. So he's like, I need to start doing this too because Vince would never do this. And, you know, I got to, you know, differentiate myself. And, <laughs> like, I fully believe this is Triple H. You want to know why? Because I used because we used to watch Triple H book NXT, and while he was booking great NXT, what did he do to Johnny Gargano? He kept having him chase and chase and chase until it was finally time to do it, and then the guy that was a champion had to go away to get neck surgery because he waited so fucking long, and then and then they had then to go the try to get it, spin the block a year that. later. So yeah, man. Um, him, him spinning or you know, trying to uh, squeeze all the juice out. Whoa, uh, he's he's known for this. This is mo. This is also a Vince thing, but Triple H also does this. So yeah, like regardless of what actually happened and whose decision actually was, we absolutely can't believe that Triple H was responsible for this in part, and this is what he was wanting to do because this is a part of his philosophy. This is a part of what he has put down on tape, if you will. Cody Rhodes. I, I just don't know what to say. Part of me thinks this is very funny. Um, I would imagine. Look, I can imagine what. Actually, I don't have to imagine because so many of the AEW wrestlers were tweeting about WrestleMania as it was happening. Stop that. Um, <laughs> they, but I, but those group chats, I can imagine what they look like. And I'm not saying that, hey, just because Cody Rose lost, this is going to actually end up discouraging people from going no. to WWE. Money be green. Look, look, right. Money be green. Exactly. But it it does send something. When you go there, there's going to be a pile waiting for you somewhere. There's going to be a big loss. There's going to be an embarrassing day and a big setback for whatever you, you're trying to do. And, um, you know, maybe the, maybe the grass, you know. Ain't greener, but um. One, one thing you know, I will say. One thing I will say when it comes to Cody in regards to taking the big losses or whatever else. If he was an AEW, he'd be doing the same thing. 
because he was never chosen. Like, I, I think it's quite interesting. I think it's quite interesting, regardless of whoever it is, right? Whether it was Vincent Man initially, whether it was uh, Gato and Jado and Kadani, whether it's now it was Tony Khan, and whether it's Triple H last Vincent Man again, it has been it, he has been to all three major male uh, wrestling promotions in the world, and they have all decided that that dude is not a major world champion. They have all decided it. At least for now, things could change. Obviously, Look, you know it, the, the belts could be split and if up. He does you know? win the shit. Like it's gonna be less effective, obviously, because of this. Um, you know, th- this obsession with Roman Reigns' title reign and his his legacy and trying to establish this, right? But, like, but Rich, what about letting it play out? Like Triple H was more or less saying, <laughs> he can get it back, right? He can get it all back. That's what that's no. what that's what they said about the last like. This, you know, piles of, this of was, bodies I've seen left in his, in their wake. So, so the problem with like people that are apt to believe that bullshit, uh, this is like, uh, you know, you're 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 very hardcore WWE fan. They always think WWE is hot, so they have no concept of blowing something because it's like, oh, it'll just it'll it'll pay off one day, right? But it's like, no, no, buddy, you missed the peak. And then it it goes down and it goes away and it goes somewhere else. That's what happens more often than not. And they refuse to learn a lesson. We always talk about learning lessons on this show. Yep. A lot of the time they give you the information that you will need one day to actually figure out what they're doing. And it's a process in different promotions learning how it works. Like we're still learning how AEW works to an extent. Like I think think there are some patterns that you can uh you know kind of kind of point out and you know extend grace on, and then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're done with this. Like that stuff's still emerging. But WWE, this stuff, we learned this long ago. And yep. if you haven't learned it by now, it's on you. Yeah, that's that's well said. Um I, <laughs> like the there's no one out. else. There, there's no one else now. But you, who, but who you they know, gonna throw at us, James? Sagan. Who are they gonna throw at us, James? There's Seth there'll Rollins. Always be somebody else that they'll prop up to be next. It's all. It's how. It's how it always is. And like the next time, don't. That's the thing. That's the thing about the let it play out thing. Is like they're running on the logic that one. Their top heel and their top babyface is Roman Reigns. He's just presented as a heel right now, so we're good either way. So it's all about finding the next person to prop up for him to then cheat to conquer, right? So once they find somebody they can move on from as a as a top hero, though, that can you know be the person at least uh, at least even on a short term basis to give Roman a break for fuck's sake while he's you know not full time anymore. Like they cut, cut they keep. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It keeps saying, like, they keep finding somebody that they they, you could potentially, if you decide to invest whatever into it or whatever else, so you can see where it takes you to find an alternative to Roman or find something to move Roman out of the main event slot or the title scene or whatever else. And they keep getting themselves close. And they were like, no, nah, we can't do that because Roman is our answer. Like, the answer, the answer is always Roman. It's always going to oh. be Roman, and it's, uh, until Roman doesn't want to do this shit no more, Roman gets broke up or whatever. As far as injury and age, like, and that is the it, that's the thing is like, I don't. This is what like started, or this is why there's like a lot of bitterness with Roman, including before the four years where it's like you know he's over, blah 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 blah. Like, look, man, we're we're past that point. 
you can't over push the dude that is the top guy in your promotion as far as popularity from a long from a year long perspective, right? Sure, Sammy Sammy has surpassed him uh, in recent months or whatever else, or, or recent weeks or whatever else. Cody has done the same in recent weeks as well too. There ain't no guarantee that's gonna last forever. So that's why they keep doing it. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's what causes the perpetual thing. Is like Roman's all, always been our guy. So we're continuing to be our guy. And then when someone gets close, we can say we should, you should push him and stand for at least short term base and see where it goes. It's like now we can't do that because if that happens, then what happens to Roman? Because Roman is our cash cow. It's it's just always this over and over and over again. Um, and it turns to a feedback loop. And I don't necessarily blame because um, Roman's doing a good job with his presentation and like he goes to these crowds. And you say what you want to. He goes to them buildings, and them buildings are all this. And you got these white, you got these white folks throwing this up, <laughs> right? And you see them out here, and they don't have a clue what they wearing. They throwing on that bloodline shit, and they fuck around, and end up on the wrong in the wrong area in L.A. So, like, so you can't say somebody had about- to get robbed out there wearing some some the bloodline. Shit. I mean. So- Look, some of the ruling sixties had to find them somewhere. Like Look. somebody caught a lick. That's Look, all I know. I just hope nobody left their bag. And I, I just hope nobody was dumb enough to leave their bags or their valuables inside their car because that shit got one of these or you know that glass got shattered like a like the opening of the Austin theme and what whatever <laughs> was in there was taken out. <laughs> all right, man. It, it, it's just such a uh, bad decision it, and just tons of ways and it's um really expected so uh one nation radio taught you yeah all right so cody Rhodes, cody Rhodes fans cody Rhodes super fans we have to we have to talk about floyd right I feel. My oh no no, no 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 no! I want to try to pack up Floyd. You <laughs> no man. I was. That's why. I took, that's 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 why I took the the cigar out. When oh, okay. I started talking oh, okay, about okay, okay, okay. I, I saw the cigar go in. I was like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not what no, I'm trying no, to do. that that was for Cody. Uh, you know, this was you know, this is a little quick hit for Cody. That's it. You know, uh, we'll we'll put it back down. Okay, my heart goes out to uh to Floyd and to Tiffany and to anybody else that like. But you know, becomes a fan of somebody, believes in them, um, and the craft they're doing. They're doing good work. They're doing good work to get that kind of notoriety to begin with. You believe in them. They get you to you know. They get you to you know, an inch away from the goal line, and then they decide for whatever reason to not push push you into there for the touchdown. That hurts. And um, you know, I've been a part of that with like you know. Johnny Gargano, uh, Wally Coyote in his ass off the stage, um, at Brooklyn. Like, I, I, I fully get it. I understand it. Um, but I, but it, I, my heart especially goes out to those that said, I'm taking a step further. I'm not just going to watch this and believe I'm a book tickets and accommodations and travel and take days off from work or schedule my, you know, my, my vacation time around this. And then go there and then taking all this stuff and then you start, you know, looking for reasons to confirm what you want to happen and then it doesn't happen. Um that 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 sucks, man. Like jackets, shirts, shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackets, shirts, and shoes and the color and colors you that can put you in danger over there. Right? 
Um, yeah, man. Um, like I, I, I've, I've thought about this before and like, I've, I've thought about like what would have happened or not what would have happened. Like how would have felt if like Tam had lost a white belt match and they would have shaved her fucking head ball. How devastated I would have been emotionally. Like I would have been like, I can't believe they did this to her. And especially cause it's like the same things you think about as far as how they do this shit is like, as far as like the reason why you believe in Cody, like I believe in this person because they're really good. Not only are they really good at whatever they're doing, they're also like a top star in the promotion and top stars promotion get to the main event and win the main event. The, the, the thing that symbolizes that you're in the main event scene for now or whatever else. And um, like I, you know, I had thought about this shit and like Rich, you know, I know you don't really, uh, I don't know if you really ever watched uh, many musicals. I'm sure you have an appreciation for them as far as like just being able to like the uh the be able to lyrically be able on, on a subject or whatever else try to relate that to a crowd. I, I saw but, Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton, perfect example, right? Like there is a uh famous <laughs> there is a famous um musical called Les Mis. It is about the French Revolution. I'm not going too deep into it, but basically the gist of what starts up uh starts from the start the revolution is uh a woman that basically gets shaved bald and turn and because of her life turned so bad, turned into prostitution ends up dying um, in the streets of uh, Perry, if you will. And before she dies at the end of her big song that gets you emotionally invested in her death. She's the last few bars is I had a dream that life would be so much different from this hell I'm living so different now from what it seemed. Now life has killed the dream I dreamed. And like, the thing that stuck in my mind is like being bald headed. And if Tam had been bald headed, I would be like, wow, <laughs> that would have fucking devastated me. Now imagine Floyd and Tiffany and them finish the story. Life has killed the dream. I dream. <laughs> Shout out to them. Fuck this company. <laughs> Fuck bro. this promotion. It's <laughs> heartbreak, bro. Eternal yes. heartbreak, bro. Like Kenny Omega comes out here and loses at Dominion 2018. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You, can you imagine what I would have been like? I would Devastated. Been despondent. <laughs> Devastated. Despondent. Just completely like, fuck this. Fuck everything. Right. Um, but yeah, like they um, I, I, and it's it, for me, it's it's as simple as the as the wrestling war. Like he was going to have to come and lay down for Roman Reigns and bow down before the Tribal Chief, like to show, hey, we are superior. And the second they that they threw that stuff in there about AW before that whole thing, they were just making the entire feud about this guy. Yeah, about Dusty. Man, Dusty. I hold up a Dusty Rhodes shirt for those on audio. Yeah, I, I had to cover for you. Like, Appreciate this, you. this is also a podcast, <laughs> sir. What are you doing? <laughs> they, 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 you know, they, the whole thing, like, they own Dusty's legacy. They own you at the end of the day now. And it's like, you are, you're, you are an employee. You're, or, uh, like, they also used to say, you're only a customer. Like, this is, mm-mm. This is this is sad for for a lot of people, and it's it's as sad as it is a bad booking decision, which is rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Just wanted to say, <laughs> James deserves Anne Hathaway's Oscar for Deadly Miss Rant. <laughs> at least, at least Anne put the you know put the, the actual vocals on it. I was like, you ain't gonna get me singing Late Miz right now. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Let's but, get to uh, WrestleMania Day yeah, One, and it, we'll go let's back all it. the way through. Yeah. So, <clears throat> open up United States Championship match: um, Austin Theory versus John Cena, or like a facsimile of John Cena, a shadow version of John Cena, uh, the corpse of John Cena, whatever you want to want to name here. Uh, I, I picked Cena going over strictly, strictly out of spite because I thought Austin Theory was such a nothing, and then he showed me absolutely nothing in this match. Um, yeah, this was awful, a complete waste of time. Cena immediately got on a plane and headed to the next movie shoot. This is unneeded, and um, I think John Cena is like toast as like someone to come back and actually do something in the ring. Like, there's no appeal to it. He'll come back, he'll pop quarter hours, he'll sell tickets, he'll do all that stuff. He's he's done giving us anything that matters or worthwhile in the ring. Yeah, the and he match- fucked this off and mailed this shit in too, uh, like he mailed in against Baron Corbin at one time, but worse. You think it was worse? This is worse for sure. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it just is very much a. This is not need to be on WrestleMania. This is very much a. This could have been the main event or you know top of an or start of an hour for uh, you know one of the shows SmackDown or Raw. Um, yeah, like, it's just, it's just interesting, like, he, he, he wins, or Austin Theory wins with the, with the low blow, whatever else, so, like, they're protecting John Cena, and they're like, you won't see him for another year, two, three, and it's like, by that point in time, you'll forget all about him losing Austin Theory unless you bring it back up. Just fucking beat him. If you're going to beat him, beat him. Right, he's the guy that's young. You want him to beat John Cena? Have him actually beat him. When they actually help Austin Theory, like yeah. every time he wins one of these matches, it's never like he shows how good five. he is. Like right. same thing with the Elimination Chamber. It's like James, you can't just beat Seth Rollins. Breaking news audio. Okay. Cody Rhodes was F five by Brock Lesnar tonight after teaming with him in a match against. Solo Sikoa and Roman Reigns. They have sent this man off away from the belt. Brock wrestled on Raw? Apparently. uh, Brock was a mystery partner for Cody Rhodes because of this weird-ass stipulation. When was the last time that happened, though? When was the last time he wrestled on TV? On free TV? Oh, before the match started. Before the match started. Ah! Look at that. (laughs) That's funny. Um... In a tag match, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, yeah, Cody's out here. Look, the packs are coming in. You, you they gonna let him beat Brock? No, of course not. <laughs> I'd be shocked. I will oh. say this though: if he did beat Brock, that would be a step in the direction of like going back towards like coming back next year for it or whatever else, even though I think 40, they want rock again, but you know, the rock would probably say go to hell again. So, you know, he can't even show up for his 25th fucking anniversary with a video uh, message. So yeah. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ruhaven Haven, Brock, you better not job. Yeah, I'm going to be Brock to go ahead and, uh, you know, oh, pull rank, man. 
Um, up next, <laughs> Fatal Four Way. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. Imagine getting paid as much as how much do you think Cody getting paid per year right now? Three. Cody's probably getting three point five at least. Right. Imagine getting paid three, three to three point five million dollars a year, and you get hold like this. You getting hold by like, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Like what is happening? Bro, like this is like this kind of shit ends up in like the death of WCW. Like yeah, they paying somebody three million dollars a year, and they doing Jack Dilly squat with them, or the equivalent of what would be uh, th- uh three million dollars per year uh, back then, twenty five years ago. Like that's crazy, man. They have four matches in three hours tonight. Vince is back. Oof. Oh, some of this WrestleMania pacing, absolutely disgusting, too, by the way. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about it later. But Fatal 4-Way uh, Tag Team Match, Street Profits, uh, Alpha Academy, Strowman and Ricochet and Viking Raiders, and these boys just was like, what story? We're doing moves. Let's get it. It's on. <laughs> the story is excitement. <laughs> yes. Love this match. <laughs> yeah, they killed it, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, everybody did their part. Like, uh, like for them, I think the fa- my favorite part of the match it wasn't even like some crazy outrageous thing that Gable or or Montez did. It was like Strowman did his routine choo choo train deal where he run locomotion, just running people over on the tracks, and then that, he takes a second turn around and he comes around that corner, and and Dawkins fucking just <laughs> flips the hit stick and lays him out. It was so. Yes. Like it, it. I'm gonna remember that for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that one for a while. That was awesome. And then next thing you know, like Ricochet just just over rotates on a, on a shooting star press on the floor from the top rope. It, it like that for a show that had such shitty camera work. That was one of the coolest like cameras, uh, camera shots I ever seen. From that to that, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Wonderful match. Uh, happy for Street Profits getting a big win there. Yeah, I, I um, mean, what what second or third best match of the, of the show or of the weekend for WWE? Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Um, this is also another good match. I'm so impressed by Logan Paul. Um, I, I I wish he would actually like be a wrestler and take it serious. Like he just gets it. Um, I, I thought this was like a uh, this was a pretty good match uh, as far as like big ideas, execution, uh, and kind of just two guys that are in there early on the show, uh, tr- you know, keeping keeping the momentum and the energy going. Uh, I would probably go four stars on this. I thought um, I thought Rollins looked pretty good in this. I thought his gear was not great, but whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I expected Logan Paul to win, but Gotta give Seth something, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was surprised that, that he didn't win either. But you know, look, I'm not gonna be complaining about someone as good as as the standing in that promotion that they have to get a win after like being completely just treated like an underappreciated. And you know, some of that griping stuff came out uh, before WrestleMania or during this weekend. But like, yeah. Get him a win and let's go from there. And like, look, you can continue doing Logan Paul antagonizing Seth Rollins and let them go back and have more matches. You know, they can do that. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Probably four four flat stars. Really fun match. Um, you know, the second he came down with uh with the prime energy dude, energy drink dude, you know, we started thinking, is that is that Jay White? I thought that, that was that fucking thing. I thought Seth was in that shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that, that also was at play too because he came out last. But um, yeah, um, you know he, you know he's a, a, a kind of a goofball right now, so he could just come out and wrestle in the, the thing and then take it off and he had the stuff underneath it, but um, his gear. But yeah, like that was that was a fun match and like the 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 visual and the way they were able to do it were like Logan Paul is such a arrogant asshole that like he's gonna you know stunt on Seth Rollins by having him laid out on the table on the announce table he's gonna drink his his uh his drink and then hit him with the big frog splash like he takes it and just jumps without even looking and by the time he's in midair he realizes oh I'm diving on my friend I'm fucked here like that was that was a really uh, nice shot also uh from uh from the camera crew so yeah uh really fun match yeah um and you know they can go I'm yeah, I'm not finna, you know, um say don't give me another Logan Paul Seth Rollins match in the future. They definitely if they do it Shoot, again. Logan I'm, I'm Paul can wrestle who, Logan Paul can wrestle whoever he wants. Like he's probably like one of <laughs> the, the five most people I enjoy in this company. So um <laughs> Yeah. Brock Lesnar destroying Cody Rhodes. This is this is a this is incredible. Oh this this they are sending the message tonight. They are sending the message. Wow. Um, I'm seeing stuff in the in the chat about like Bailey not being around or something. Uh, she sent out a tweet that that looked kind of like, hmm. but you know. Huh. Speaking of them, six women tag: yeah. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita defeat Damage Control of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. And um, I gotta tell you, this was not good. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um. And the weird thing about it was like it has moments where it was good, and then like it was almost like they got Lita back in there. It was like, oh, we're decidedly not, we're, we're not against this match being good. We're completely against <laughs> we, this match being good, so we put her brought back in. We made um, an agreement, be like, you know, that this is what we decided we, we yeah. will achieve at a certain level, and yeah. that's yeah. it. Like the first off, the, the the decision that like, okay, we're going to get Becky in here, and we're going to have Becky get the heat as if she is like. <laughs> as if she's like Mina Shirakawa. Ricky Morton. Yeah, Ricky Morton, Mina Shirakawa. I'm trying to think of NASA Poi. Like, we were going to get her in here. We were going to whoop her ass. Like, the most over woman in, the, like, currently on the roster. Let's whoop her ass so we could, you know, set up the hot tags for the real stars. You know, the people that wrestled 20 years ago. Um, so they did that. And then they, you know, they, they brought Lita in and they got, he, you know, she did, she, I don't know, I can't even say run mild, run ice cold, did that. Um, and then like. <laughs> the crowd is yeah. chanting one more time to to F5 Cody. Oh my God. Uh, it's wow. happening already. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It, and it was always going to happen. The other wow. shoe was going to drop. With wow. these WWE fans and Cody, wow. it was coming. Wow! Like, yeah, we never really liked boy. you anyway, Elite Boy. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what you mean? They was gonna let you win? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, because be honest, think about it, like if you're look, if you were there to see Cody, you have left. You do not give a flying fuck about that Raw after that. So, so the only people that would be there would be people that did not want him to win to begin with. So that crowd definitely is like, yeah, F5 him again, bro. Fuck him. We ball. <laughs> the fed, nigga. Like, yes. <laughs> Clip that. 
Yeah. Public execution. Yes. Oh, man. Executed that man over two days. Came back for that ass whooping. They they making them well, sick, they making ex- sick they individuals. Making an example out of that man. Sick wow. individuals. We gonna pay you. We gonna pay you seven figures per year to embarrass the fuck out you. Why? Cause we got money like that. Money long. Endeavor. <laughs> I don't even think about the endeavor part to see like this and his vendettas and Triple H too. Oh man, I can't wait until so like great. I can't wait till like six months from now when they try to heat him back up and be like, "Damn, I don't know why I ain't work this time, dumbasses." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jesus Christ! So uh, uh, continue with this match, Lita, awful, yeah. uh, awful. I, I would come, say don't. I don't, would say don't work no more. I would say don't come back, but it's like. Of course she's gonna come back. She cause she's she's old money. She's established, she's a star, crowd pops whenever her music comes on. She's always gonna Switch come the style back. up, please. Yeah. Like, look, if she if she f- saw Ray Mysterio Jr. fell in love with pro wrestling, I'm not gonna say do what Ray Mysterio does as old Luchador, because what Ray does as old Luchador is not what old Luchadors do. What she needs to do, she needs to take her ass and uh to YouTube, type in um CMLL and watch some of these old fuckers in trip in uh, Arena Mexico do what they do. Like she need to be out here watching the old heads because the shit she's trying to Luch do, brawling. she cannot do anymore. Yeah, um, appreciate um, the comments. The, the, it's a classic on our man. We just, you know, yes, yeah. they're they making it easy. Yeah. For, and when for, I say uh, the shit she's trying to do, I don't mean no. She's not trying to do Tiharises t- or moonsaults and all that. I'm talking about like running ropes. Don't do it. Just brawl. Like you need to watch bra- Like you need to watch the old heads. You need to be watching like John Moxley and and Brock Lesnar or other motherfuckers that treat like a shoot and don't run ropes. Like people like that. It's not- anything anything involving athleticism. We're done with. You need to be watching all all stage. brawlers. You need to be watching. We- you need to be watching like. <laughs> you need to be watching the up. Global Order Crown, Rich. <laughs> That's what you need to be watching. <laughs> we pass athleticism. Rest. Yes, she'd be out here brawling. Period. If she wants to be out here, she's oh, you know who she'd be talking to? She need to talk to Jazz because Jazz, her last like the last five years, is pretty much what she like was able to survive off of is brawling and being tough. That's kind of what Lita got only got could get to now. I think that's only what she has left, right? She's almost yeah. like a big man. He's like all I got is like the you know the, being able to shoot, right? So um, like the turnaround jumper. So yeah, uh, post uh, yeah, Patrick Ewan. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's all she got. Otherwise, don't come, don't show up. Don't show up because you're going because look, you come out here and you embarrassing yourself, and by you embarrassing yourself, you also embarrassing Trish, and, <laughs> and Trish wants to come back. Uh, so they they whooped her ass after she ran ice cold, and then they brought in Trish, and Trish uh was out there with Dakota, and she tried to do her um the was a satisfaction when she does Sonya Blade deal. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know the name of her moves. She tried that bulldog too. Yeah, um, but, it um, just wasn't just wasn't hitting yeah. as crisp. Yeah, tried it in the ring, didn't work. Uh, someone takes out Dakota while she's on on the top. They end up doing it out on the floor onto like you know a, a spot for Dakota to come off the top rope. Uh, to uh her teammates on the floor, and then by the time um I don't even remember what the finish was. You remember what the finish was? No. <laughs> all I know is all I no. know is yeah all I know oh yeah okay so they end up laying out uh everybody but Bailey and then Bailey eats all three of their finishes and gets pinned 
Shit, that sounds like somebody on on the way out the promotion. <laughs> I mean, if you are talking about you want to, you know, do go every anywhere uh, Mercedes is, then like it, if she ain't coming here, I guess that means you got to take your ass on, don't you? Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Up next, singles match: Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio and James. I loved it. I it's a good match. It. It's a very good match. I loved it. It's a very good match. Not not the most crisp work rate in this match, but like from the entrances, uh, the Dom Mysterio entrance was just calculatedly hilarious. Just like I, I think I would have gotten more out of it if he wasn't like just such an absolute joke or geek. Like if he was an actual like legit badass running around whooping people's ass for months, and then like Ray was getting in there, it's like fuck. He's he's actually in danger fighting his son. Like I think that would have been more effective because a lot of this was like large comedy, and then they wanted us to take it like, oh yeah, but like this is for real. Like like it's no, it's not. Like like the I think what would have like really sealed it for me is like imagine if Ray's son was like Andrade or something, <laughs> right? And then Andrade had been like kicking people's asses and well, killing them for yeah, months and like yeah. all this stuff and it was like this son that's like out of control not this like scared straight child that that was sent there uh uh-huh. to the booty man or, or what, what was the what was the dude's name the the, it, it, <laughs> the uh the t- was it uh the toss salad man you talking about chris yeah, rock yeah no, like uh, the the dude that was talking about the the booty band or some something like that. I like it and I want you. Oh yeah, that's like from Boondocks. But I thought you were talking about okay. like the tall salad man that uh, that Chris Rock was talking about. I'm like you said, like look, yeah, you look well, you look dusty. You ain't that cute. Yeah, that was. There's a bunch of different jail guys, but like the Chris Rock one was like the. It's like a scary straight thing, and he and he tells he tells like the kids like. I he like I like to have my ta- my the salad toast. You know what That's that means? It. He's like I like to have my ass so it either jelly or syrup. I prefer syrup. And it's like that's enough to keep me out of jail. I do not want to fuck with the toss salad man. Lothero Negro, the Booty Warrior. That's exactly who I was thinking of. The Booty Warrior is his name. Yes, I thought you were just saying random shit, just hoping it would stick. But the Booty no. Warrior, the Booty Warrior, yes. Uh, but like a pair of cheeks, would, and then like I imagine like Ultimate Warrior running to the ring right now. Cor- correct, <laughs> correct, exactly. But um, <laughs> a pair of cheeks, think, in, a pair of cheeks, and Steph Curry shooting from forty five feet. Correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this match, uh, I, I thought I loved it. Still, despite that, Rey Mysterio coming out to uh, with, with Snoop Dogg and nothing but a G thing is playing. Yep. You know, it's, that song's thirty years old now, and it's just like this this nice, safe, you know, song they can play out. They should have just made that the theme song. Because man, I tell you, I was tired of hearing Hollywood swinging by like the uh, the start of day two. I was finished, bro. <laughs> but Rich, here's the thing: what you what you what you might be like unaware of is if like they have played num- drop number the G thing that many times you may have gotten sick of what I think is the greatest rap song of all time. So maybe it's for the best yeah. <laughs> that, that did not turn you Bro. off on Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. That would take a lot. Like it would take a lot. I mean, it would too. Like, I mean, I, you know how many times I've played that fucking song? Thousand, maybe a thousand times, but still. 
So uh, Ray, Ray and Dom, they have a they have a very good match. Um, Ray is just so much better than him still at this age, and it's just like, like Dom's like, all right, once this is over, once this angle is over, I don't know what there is really left for him to do. Obviously, he'll be on a roster. He can he'll be a heater people, for, like, for he'll be a heater for Judgment Day. Yeah, like he he can do that. But as far as like like this was a Ray Mysterio masterpiece. Yeah. Um. And you know the the whole family's in on it. Uh, you saw Raven Sierra's daughter jumping out there. Uh, had his mom out there, and it was just like this was a lucha like heat, heat, heat. Pay it off. The hero wins at the end. Yep. And um, I was thrilled with this match. Um, I don't know what I would give it. I, th- I think I'm like three point seven five on it. But that's why I'm trust me. It, it, and it's I, look. This is why sometimes star ratings don't always like line up with everything. Mm-hmm. But as a presentation, top to bottom, with the interests, loved it. Yeah, yeah, um, super fun. And I look, I mean, you mentioned Aaliyah, man. The I, one of the funniest things from e- the whole entire weekend was when Dominic threw that water <laughs> or that cup in Aaliyah. On Aaliyah's face. And Aaliyah, the way that she added, she did she did not know what was actually coming. It she had her fucking mouth open. That shit went into her mouth and then she had to spit that shit out. That was so good. That was hilarious. House up on the barricade and you know. Oh man. Oh, yeah, rolling. she did yeah, she did try to hop the barricade. Yeah, she did. That was a great. That uh, was great. SmackDown, SmackDown Women's Title Match: Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And man, this was incredible, James. Great match. Great match. This was this was a real war. This was a hard fought, um, like kind of like you know, you know, people doing head drops, a lot of chops and slapping and fighting, you know, and just crawling for it and um. If you asked me before WrestleMania what women's match or the two title matches, I would have picked the other one. That was going to be the better <laughs> one. They shocked the hell out of me. Charlotte adds this to her WrestleMania resume. Um, she shows up on a big stage, and this is like I think you got to got to give it to her. We give it to Charlotte heavy, um, you know, on this show sometimes. Like with, with some of the stuff that surrounds her, it's and effort levels, it's earned. And yeah, like I, I, and I think we're right for for a lot of the stuff, right? But. Um, you know, we're coming back to the table right now to, uh, you know, congratulate these two um, oh. for an awesome match. Like, like I'm, I'm probably like, like I'm like four and a half, maybe four and three quarters on this. Really? It was like, I, I'm at four yeah. and a quarter. I, uh, it's a great match. I, I just, uh, not I just, last week I even said is like, look, you know, it didn't work out this way. I was going to save this until after uh, we we covered the main event, but like they went out there and they wrestled this match as if they were told however long ago they were going to get the main event of night one, and then they were later told that they weren't going to get it, and they got the time they were always going to get, and they went out there and just wrestled as if it was a WrestleMania main event, and like you tell me what looked more like a classic WrestleMania, good, what a good classic WrestleMania main event looked like. Sami Zayn getting his ass wolf from pillar to post and just doing nothing but selling over and over and over and over to set up hot tags for the guy that's less over to him, or those two going out there and um and hitting each other with forearms and chops and 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 you know big throws like Head yeah drops, it was that turnbuckle it, off the top rope finishers and shit like yeah 
Yeah. And which, which, you know, this is the reason why it's like, you know, you may, you were higher on it than I was, but like, you know, their WWE's pacing gets in the way of, it gets in the way of like being able to lose yourself in whatever they're doing. Like, I get so many why they're packages. doing it, and I get their logic is that if they sell it and, and you know, um, and get as much out of taking their time as the crowd can build anticipation for what's next, whatever else. When I'm watching, I'm like, this is slow as fuck, and now I know what's happening because your camera work, um, and your camera direction telegraphs lets me it. know that like telegraphs what's next. Like, Rich, was it 45 seconds or a full minute? Uh, when we were there and I called, they're going to, she's about to finish her with a top rope. Um, um, yeah. Uh, the second uh, they went move. in that corner, you were like, well, I know the finish. And this was like, at least a minute before right. and before they then started Charlotte doing has all to the go fighting. Up there, and then Charlotte has to, they're going oh. back and forth and fighting at the top, and then it happens. I was like, and that's the problem with like when I'm watching, you know, and this, this is part of my end is like, I don't watch WWE any much, except for, anymore, except for pay per views or like uh, an occasional match that I heard, broke, you know, with some great match or whatever else. Where I, I'm interested, I'll check it out. When you don't watch WWE and you're watching, you know, faster paced wrestling, AEW or Stardom, thank God I don't watch Dragon Gate, but like, and then you watch WWE, you're like, bro, why is everything so slow? Like, and this kills my enjoyment of the match because, like, they're, obviously they're playing to the crowd between, you know, big move, kick out and stuff. And I'm like, big move, kick out. You're doing all of this and playing to the crowd. Why don't you just pick them up and drop them on the fucking dome and pin them? Please, you're killing me. Um. So, yeah, like... I, it was not, even with all, even with that, like I still thought it was a was clearly cleared, even great. I thought it was, you know, one of the better women's matches uh, you'll get out of WWE um, this year. Met probably will end up being the best by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, um, Rhea Ripley gets a win over Charlotte. Um, Charlotte does the thing where she's laughing on the ground after yeah, because, man. of course, she's Charlotte. But um, yeah. you know. I wonder who told her to start doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, because she did that against. She, that's her second time doing it to to, uh, to her. Yeah, yeah. So like, you got me, you got me. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Rhea does with it at this point. Uh, Rhea got to figure out something with this hair dye. I hope that was a one one time thing. I don't uh, know special, what she was going special for. outfit like because all that shit was just leaking like on her face and it it looked strange <laughs> yeah like at first when i when i before i realized it was intentional I, my first thought was like maybe she you know because her hair's not black naturally it's like maybe it's like she threw something on there to make it black and it like just leaked down and then i'm looking it's like no that was intentional but like i'm also looking i'm like it's gonna run and she starts sweating and then that's what happened and i mean there was a lot of i don't we don't really talk about you know the women's wrestlers and their makeup or whatever else but like I don't really want to do it right now, but yeah. it was a, you know, Rhonda has notorious odd decisions with her makeup. Um, you know, Shayna has those two were paired together and it was like, you know, I guess they was like, they was trying to link it up together. And then Rhea with that one, I was like, it's kind of like, interesting, kind of interesting. Like, like who's making these choices? Like, <laughs> I just like to know what they're actually, or at least in the, I kind of have an like, idea. What's the idea? What, like I know what I know what Shane was going for because it was like thunderbolts or whatever else, right? Or lightning, lightning. But uh, I don't know what Rhea was going for. Like maybe you know, because you know, a place like What Culture, for example, those show they'll see someone's gear and then they'll say like, "This is what the theme was, whatever." Something that I've missed, and I'll be like, "I'll go back and be like, oh, okay, I don't know how I missed that, or oh, I didn't even think about that. That's cool. I guess I got to find out whatever What Culture did on this one to figure out what that was." 
It looked like a bunch of thunder. That shit looked like the side of Hollywood Hogan's pants in 1998. <laughs> Except his black word was white. <laughs> right, right. Reverse inversion. Oh man, oh, yes, Yazar, uh, you did miss the Cody pack, but we, uh, don't yeah. worry, we'll be in we'll, podcast. We'll, we'll get back to him. We'll, we'll get back to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're definitely clipping this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, what's next? Okay. Now, now after Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I'm like, oh yeah, there's one match left. Let's get to it. This whole uh, show is yeah. going swimmingly great at this time. But yeah. we've got this Pat McAfee and Miz segment and yeah. uh, impromptu match breaks out out of nowhere because we just have to do something for the main event. And this it would only get worse the next night. It was we like okay, I'll do it once to justify it being four hours when it should be like you know three and a half tops. But yeah. then we won't it, be able to play as many you know commercials. We should probably talk about that right now. Okay. Um, they are monetizing and doing advertising to a obnoxious level at this point. And it's not going to stop. It's not going to slow down. This is the new future of WWE. Yeah. Um, it, you got to monetize screen much, time. Bro, like, it's like, it's so much. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like VC and 2K, how everything ends up like a, like an add on pay transaction. Like, it's just like, it's so much. It's very off putting. And yeah. it's like, it's intrusive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, bro. Like, like all these, like, brand, it's just like, it takes like the heart and the soul almost out of what you're doing. And yes, I understand. Uh, if it was a case where they were, you know, putting stuff on turnbuckles, they were, um, using the, uh, you know, the ring mat for yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. We're, I think that's like we're all used to that. We've seen boxing, we've seen like right. promotions in Japan, we've seen AEW do that. Yeah. But this is like spinning graphics of the shit, customized names, fucking LED boards everywhere, back to spinning things again, multiple ad reads of this stuff, the, mm-hmm. the video package commercials between all this stuff, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, all the stuff. It's just like the Nikon initiative is like is in full effect. Like if you don't like watching this or anything like that, this stuff is not going away. It's only going to, it's only going to go forward. Yeah. It's not going backwards. Um, it, yeah. You're, it's almost you're like right. Crypt- to- it is, I, I'm, I'm glad that like we're, we're this close to them trying to sell us crypto. <laughs> they just missed the boat on that one. They, they just missed, just missed it. One. Yeah. I uh, mean, they were in on NFTs though. At least John Cena was, um, yeah, uh, you're right to you're right to point out like there, there has been a, a a creep in this for WWE. I don't mind it. I don't care because I'm not really there paying attention to whatever else. And also like you know, there's other places like you mentioned like boxing or or even like uh, soccer or um, Euro basketball to where like and even the NBA where like now like put it on they, they, they digitally they put it on their you know the patches on their you know uh, they sell that space on their jerseys and that happens in soccer as well. Um, they sell practice football jerseys in the NFL, uh, but also like on the field, like or and also back on the basketball court, like in the NBA, like they sell like half court blocks inside the three point line on the wings now, and they're digi- digitally mm-hmm. put there, right? Like that's there's a CGI there, like so like that is so like and Euro ball has done that for years, soccer has done that for years, so like and even even a place like uh you know another mention of uh, CMLO, like when they you know. When they show their camera angle, like they go straight to the uh, to the entrance ramp, and you can see the sign yeah. of them, you know, the pl- Goya, um, whatever, whatever else they're they're um, they selling beer, right. beer, or whatever. yeah, yeah, 
you know, drinks, all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, flips over the span of like, you know, every 15 seconds or whatever. So like, I'm kind of numb to it now. So you mentioned was like on the mat, like stardom does that too now. Right. Like, or has done it since uh, the Bush Road ball. Like, so I'm kind of numb to it, but I, I get if people haven't noticed it or being not or WWE being kind of late to it in a way. And also with the way they, um, they're so far as head is like with the led stuff they like, it, it's kind of sticks out more. Cause it's so the color is so sharp. I can see that, but like for me, it doesn't really bother me. I'm not really trying to pay attention in any way. Like the things that bother me with WWE is like, why the fuck you change the camera angle when they're in a corner and they're just throwing punches? Like just if they're shitty punches, tell them to throw real, better looking punches or not to do it. Like, but uh, yeah, um, it definitely, well, I, it definitely did creep forward. And like, you're right, it's going forward. It ain't going back. No time soon. You know, when I want to beat my son ass, I need a big nice bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. You know. <laughs> They should have had Ray do one of those. Yeah. Um, but they did a Pat McAfee and Miz thing. It was awful. Um, some people like Pat McAfee. Some people don't like him. I'll say this. He makes WWE fans feel good about liking WWE. And, you know, he's a very big podcaster. And he's going to write his own ticket and call his own shots at, at this point, I think. He, he, he don't need to do this shit at all. He does this shit for fun. And they're happy to have him. So, like, get used to seeing this guy. Even though we've seen his movies, we've seen him do his backflip off the ropes uh, counter. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if he really has interest in doing any more of that. He doesn't have to. Like, this guy's making hundreds of million dollars, if you don't know, um, on his podcast and shit like that. So, yeah. he's here now. Like, so, get used to it. So, how much of the hay Nick Graves is doing, uh, how much of that do you feel is real? What percent? I'll say this. I'll what say percent? this. It ain't zero. It's, That's what I, I'm getting I, at. It ain't zero. Be like, hold on. This, this man uh, done came in and take, take starting to take my trap. Yeah. Remember, Corey Graves used to be on every show. Yes, he did. Not and no more. Said, no. We're moving you. We're moving you for this look, guy. And this and guy then, don't even watch the shows. <laughs> look, and then. <laughs> People started saying we like Cole and McAfee. This is a legendary duo. I didn't hear that, but because you know, like this McAfee, is the, this is the commentary team we like. Michael Cole has finally found his, you know, the person like you know he, Taz used to be with him a long time ago. They, <sighs> it is Cole and McAfee. Like, and then Corey Graves is like, hold on, I've been calling show for years with this nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, I look, man, I, I'm good. I'm good. Like watching pro wrestling without like McAfee or um, Graves yelling to my ear, like just nonsense. So like neither one is in, neither one has endeared themselves to me. Like I do, but I said for like, you know, years ago, like 2018 or some shit or 17 when like Graves was still in NXT and was good then, but now it's totally different. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess it's time to move forward. Like that match stunk. Like it's crazy. McAfee took a L to Vince McMahon last year and now he's out here being a a, a person that uh, i believe is a two-time grand slam champion as if that matters but like there's a person that main event wrestlemania was <laughs> he's right. like doing jail right. beast and mcafee and getting punted yeah crazy crazy how that goes night one main event raw tag team title match uh or smack unified tag team title match kevin owens Sami Zayn versus the usos um in this match like uh this ended up a, a great match as well. Um, I don't think we got to some match of the year level or anything Not like that. Close. Um, 
I, but they did get like a really great reception to this crowd was and so this was like oh y'all do know how to like do some type of payoff here oh you'll do it for the tag belts oh yeah that 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 still is the thing that it, that just throws like shit on this for me I, I i could give a fuck about those tag team belts but they come to the ring with the pwg stuff on their gear and it was like this subtext of the indies versus wwe and Reseda and yeah boy all it these is- super kicks look all these super kicks man and they came but from have, have we asked? Have we asked a question, James? Like, were, were the Usos trying to pay tribute to the Young Bucks? Which year? Look, a, a bunch of super kicks uh, f- uh, in, in Southern California against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. No, I no. feel like I feel like somewhere in history this has happened before. No, no, you're missing what I'm saying. You're Down saying, the road. Are, no, no, you're saying like are the, you you asked me are the Usos paying tribute to uh to the Young Bucks because of all the super kicks? And my question is, which year did they start doing it? Because <laughs> it's been years. Thirteen. It's been years. Look, man, we're we're all we're all watching this is the together, ultimate tribute, and so many super kicks start happening that I'm you know. It's easy to telegraph when super kicks come in. I start doing the knee. I start doing the slice, uh, the thigh slap with it. Like, and by that point in time, by the end of the match, I was like, "Damn, man, my my thighs sore from doing so much of this." Like, it was, bro, I saw somebody clip clip up all the super kicks, and it came out to a total of twenty two super kicks in that match. Had to be more. Had to be more. Like, did did they count I, them? How we counted them? I didn't. Like, um, nah, they counted the double super kicks as as two. As two. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, twenty-two. I, th- I, I, I still think like, that's this low. Is, I still think that's this low. This is exact, but this I still saw like the video, a, uh, and there were at least twenty-two. That's for sure. They set this up like a really traditional match. Kevin Owens, all he wanted to do was jump off shit from the second. Yes. Like, like one yes. team wanted to work really fast, and one team wanted to work really slow. It seemed like, yeah. And um, it ended up with lots of selling for Sami Zayn. I was confident that he was shot at this point. Like, and we ain't really to be expecting. You know, high work rate out of Sami Zayn anymore at this point. I don't think that's yeah. his thing, but um, you know, credit to him for for getting over, like you know, taking advantage of an opportunity to put you on on screen with the, with, the, with you know the top unit and stuff like that. And it's up to you to see see how far you can run with it, you know. And this man ran to a night one main event, so yeah. um, you know. Who's to say he couldn't actually be the main event? Uh, I think the people would have been with him. I don't think I saw someone that was more over than him between both days. Um, but uh, in the end, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, after like three Haluva kicks, get it done. Uh, and this was a, this is an awesome match, like great crowd environment. And I, I think I understand why people say, like, yo, this is like, if they're really into it, I, I can appreciate it. But uh, I'll probably go four and a quarter on this one. Um, I think I went four flat on it. Um, now I I threw this out as a theory while just watching it because I hadn't seen Sami Zayn in so long since the uh, like in a real match since um the elimination chamber match and I was like, bro, like this ain't no dude that wrestled as if like this is the biggest match of his career or he could possibly whatever else he like is Sammy done because we've seen Sammy be fucking incredible um over the years. And to see this match and to see the way it was laid out and like how much of the heavy lifting from the babyface side was done by Kevin Owens, a guy that had double knee surgery <laughs> a few years ago, out, out, you know, you mentioned like, 
Sammy, you know, Sammy might just be done and, you know, he's over now. And we've seen this a lot of times in WWE where somebody's like physical prime is past them, but they got over um, now. So now it's their time and they're going to try to make most of it. And like, this is Sammy's time to make the most of it for what, for, you know, for, you know, whatever he has left in his body. And, um, you know, it's a happy story. So whatever. Um, I just hope that like nobody's expecting him to go out there with like Seth Rollins or, or with like Walter or like uh, Gunther and like tear the house down. I don't think that's in the cards. Um, yeah. If, if, if people want that out of him anymore, like that, like that 2000, you know, 16, 15 Sami Zayn, like that doesn't exist anymore. As far as like going out there and being like, could be the best guy in the world on a given night. I don't think that's in the cards anymore. Yeah. Um, but overall day one, phenomenal WrestleMania, uh, beautiful arena. Love the, the, the whole vibe of the arena, like the, the stage and that they put the show together. Like, and it's like when WWE, like, this is like them having like a good night in like 2016 or something like that, where it's like, Oh yeah, leave it up to the wrestlers. And then like the presentation enhanced a lot of stuff that Ray Mysterio and Snoop Dogg thing was awesome. Um, a lot of, some of the entrances were cheap, but some of them, they actually took time on, um, like the Ray and Dom thing, uh, you know, in, you know, Charlotte Rhea just came out there and was like, you know, let's have this one for us. And, you know, they went out there and did it. Uh, I was very impressed uh, on night one by WWE. I was like, man, I was thinking, I was like, man, should we like, like maybe it is turned around a little bit. And then say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let's get to night two. <laughs> oh, man. So night two starts with Brock Lesnar versus Omos. And they went out there and had the the, sh- the shittiest, tiredest, most formulaic, like re- pro wrestling school, six weeks <laughs> in ass match where it's a big guy versus an even bigger guy. And can the big guy that's the small guy in this match like lift the biggest guy and the biggest guy is just taking the sm- the the big guy that's a small guy uh taking his back taking his legs we're really taking his back making it hard for him to lift and then can the the big guy that's a small guy in the match can he lift the biggest big guy in the match eventually and he's going to sell that he can and inevitably he does and then the crowd goes wild it's like bro this is this is like one psych this is pro wrestling psychology 101. This is this may not be the first story they ever teach you, but it's like one of the first five. Like, and for Brock Lesnar to be making that much money to do that shit is like, how fucking lazy is this fucking guy? Amazing. Like, when's the last time Brock Lesnar tried hard? Like the rumble that year? Brock. Trying hard is not Brock's thing. Um, he's going to get in there with Cody. I don't know if Cody is going to have it to where Cody better talk to Moxley right now. I don't know. He's I don't know right how now. he's going to, 
I don't know how he's, he's going to safeguard himself from the Brock Lesnar formula of like these short matches where nothing but finishers because Cody's going to want to really work a match. And the thing about Cody is like Cody be like is has a similar mindset as Moxley. You can do whatever you want to me. I'll take whatever. But I just want to do a match. Right. But, but like but I don't that, think Brock's interested in. Brock that. don't want to do a match. And my point is like the same situation that Brock had when Brock was uh, when Matsu was trying to run down Brock for WrestleMania 32 and be like, "Hey, bro, I want to sit down with you and talk about what we're we gonna do in the match." And he's but the XM third, and then like Brock kept saying, "We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Get to it." And they didn't only talk about shit until they talked like for like five minutes the day of the show about what they're gonna do out there, and then. And then later, Brock was like, well, if I had more time, we could have done more shit. It's like, motherfucker, we have the time now. I'm talking to you now. Don't blow me off. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Cody needs to talk to Moxie about how to handle Brock Lesnar right now. If he wants to actually have a match that's not going to embarrass the fuck out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, After that, <clears throat> yeah, I, I got nothing on this. Uh, this is this is Undertaker versus uh, El Gigante. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's better than that. Was. But but like like that match was, it was like yeah look the crowd was into it they was big and it was bouncing off each other and it was like all right but it went short he got him up picked a big big dude up f five him we're out and we're on we're on to Minneapolis we're on to Cincinnati after yeah. that yeah uh, so Nick- next match after that you end up getting the <laughs> the women's fatal four way tag team match Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi. Um, yeah, this match was bad. This match was not good at all. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know, man. What, what do you have to say about this match other than it was crummy? I think I think the booty warrior would have uh, found kinship in this match because it too was booty. Um, you know, when you're looking at like these showcase matches, and sometimes in the women's division, it's almost like a, hey, get in where you fit in. It, this is about your outfit. This is about your, um, your your entrance. Like, what can you do to kind of just like. You know, you're you're here. You got a couple minutes to to make the stage yours. I don't think anybody really did anything in this match that was, you know, really substantial except Sonya Deville. For some reason, Sonya Deville hit so hard. Like, I want to see more of her wrestle. Like, she's kicking the fuck out of people, like, hitting hard. Um, That was the only thing I really took from this match. Like... One Everyone thing I'll take from this would- match is that, like, they, they, and this, it, this has always been the case. Like, for some reason, I don't know if this is actually a character or if she just has heat with somebody backstage, but Chelsea Green is, like, the biggest geek in the entire women's division. And it's like, before she got brought back, she was treated in such a way, too. Um, and that was even getting back to NXT where she would lose all her fucking matches. Like, I, this can't be a character where this person just, like, is, is just, in kayfabe incompetent while also not being the worst wrestler in that division it's weird it's really weird yeah like she's just, a, rousey, she's just a geek a total geek ronda rousey a total non-factor in this match of course she came into it with the broke arm but was not missing that payday likely got all what she was gonna get um got in there had came out with the gi uh i think she she didn't take any bumps so you know she was on that togi makabe and uh she got the finish um yeah not, not, not really much to write at home about here. No, not at all. It, Bad match. This currently has a three point six two on cage match. 
Yeah, stank. Uh, but anyway, get that shit out of the way. Uh, now we're really celebrating. Three-way intercontinental title match. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And man, brother, um, they went out there and had one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. <laughs> that brother. shit was awesome. Brother. <laughs> this was thrilling. This yeah. should have been the main event. This, should have, <laughs> this, this was incredible. Incredible fight. Incredible uh, sequencing. Passion in this uh, between all these guys. Um, I was just amazed at the physicality and the the working between all three of these guys. I didn't want to see this match when it was announced. It was like, yo, I know it's going to be good, but I'll take a singles match of any of the two over a three way. I have to yeah. shut the fuck up now forever. That's um, <laughs> like that's where I was with it on you as far uh, as far as like the. I want to see the thing- match, but I but if you ask me like. Any of any combination of the three in a singles match, I would prefer that as well. They went yes, out there bro, and had a like, match so damn good. It was like it may as well have been a singles match. They kind of worked it like that, except for certain certain uh, moments. Bro, hey, I went, um, I went four and three quarters on this, and same. I only did I only didn't go five because Sheamus didn't win. If Sheamus would have oh, wow. won, I would have gone five stars with this. Oh like, wow! Because I, okay, I thought this was like this is classic. This is like you know, Tomohori she w- would love this match. This match is great. Um, this is a never division classic. This is, you know, how many years in a row is Walter going to be in the best WWE match? It's been every year since 2019. Brother, 2018. What was the 18 match? Tyler Bate and, and uh, or excuse me, uh, you're, you're right. 2019 was the Tyler Bate match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, no, my bro, this, question- is, this is phenomenal. This, yes. was, this was just like McIntyre. Sheamus, like Sheamus, a complete reinvention of his career. A long time ago on One Nation Radio, we told you guys that Sheamus and Gunther is one of the best pairings in WWE history. I don't think that's up for debate at all. Like, I mean, when I say the best, I'm talking about like three, five, <laughs> two. So, like, they so, ain't missing out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we. I have a question for you, right? Pro re- I, this is weird because I don't know if he's actually over 250 right now. Let's say let's say Walter is over 250 right now. Wait. Who are the pro wrestlers that weigh 250 pounds that are better than Walter, Gunther, and, and McIntyre right now? Are there any? I'm not hearing Roman Reigns shit. Like anyone that's no, anyone's hot for comment no. to say Roman Reigns. No, just no, no. no. I'm talking about in ring work. I'm talking about in ring work. Period. Like I'm not. I'm not getting into that with like, you about the guy <laughs> and, and the bloodline and all I, that. I don't shit. know. No, I don't know if Sheamus is above two fifty. I don't think so. Sheamus is definitely above two fifty. He's bigger than, than Walter. Okay, I'll put Sheamus right in there with those three guys or those two guys. And like, like Lance Archer's not doing this right now. Keith Lee's not doing this right now. Right. Um. I mean, Dijakovic could could do this, but you know they haven't done he shit with him in years. Yeah, yeah. They, like this is this is a a rare uh, class of guys. These three right here. That <laughs> this is an all time match. I feel like, it is. Uh, especially like where where it happened, and yeah. you know, 
especially in that company, because they care about things like that. Like, oh, you did it at, you know, fucking, you did it on Raw. You did it at Fully Loaded. You did it at fucking, you know, I don't know. Fucking, yeah. you did it in the September review. No, they did it at WrestleMania. Like, like, how long are we going to, like, sit Gunther behind Roman Reigns or keep him away? Like, how long are we going to, like, participate in this charade when Gunther blows him out of the water on all these big shows? What are we doing? Look, man, I, I get what you're saying. However, He's the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. It's not even close. It's way um, up there. You're probably he, right. Like, bro, <laughs> he's this thing is a phenomenon. Like, like, or Walter. Like, and then yeah. like, I have. And the thing is, I was rooting for Sheamus the whole time. Like, bro, uh-huh. like, like Sheamus is completely like he was so over. Like, he was like a god. Like this, this is a god like performance for Sheamus. All three of them were fucking awesome. Yeah, in all this three match. of them. Drew McIntyre was giving out the hardest chops. He was out chopping Walter. That shit was fucking wild. Um, look, man. Uh. I uh, I asked the question I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, were they amongst the dudes over 250 pounds? Hey, man, um, Walter, for me, is top five in the history of that company now. Like, I, that's it. In, in ring, as far as who has best, first off, I don't know who has better five uh, best matches uh, than him, other than like Gargano or Sean. That's, so, so just starting with that. But like we say, like put your ten best matches from the history uh, you've had in this promotion. Angle doesn't. Ha- Angle ain't topping that. Yeah, I- I'd have to go through the Benoit stuff, but Benoit wasn't around in WWE as long. Like, Brock's not like on these guys' levels. Like Who? he could be. But Brock? he don't want to work no, hard. Brock's not yeah, Brock. No, no. Um, like really, the answer is like Sean Gargano, uh, Brett. I mean, there might. I mean, you might be able to slip Austin in on something. Or uh, Cena, maybe. M- maybe Cena because Cena has such a you know such a Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. But I don't. I don't know. Like if he really got think, AJ Styles. What, what's his best matches? Uh. I would have to pull it up, but yeah, yeah um, okay, yeah. Like there's so AJ, like, there's him. Like, I don't. The thing with AJ is like AJ was AJ was great at like having a million matches that are like four and a in between, like in the low fours. He never mm-hmm. really outside of like maybe like the Cena matches. He never really like just broke way past four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like it's even that is like he's in rarefied air, and this is a guy that they they never really want to do this with. He has been, he's been so fucking awesome. He begrudgingly, and he's tall, and he begrudgingly have done this. Had he been six inches shorter, they would have never done this with him. <clears throat> bro, he's he's phenomenal, bro. Like, yes. And it's just like, I think he they should be going with him. Like, and, you I know, he's too. not going to talk. He's not going to do any of this stuff. Like, he's, like, they're going to treat him like he's this, like, like he's this novelty, kind of. You know, he's not American. He's not you know, whatever, but like you got Cody Rose in that company, of course, they fucked him up and everything like that, and you know, we always like kind of look at who's going to beat Roman Reigns, and then it's like, well, why the fuck is Gunther being kept away from him like this? Like, they gave him a championship just like how they kept, they gave Jay Cargill a championship to keep her away from the main champion. Yeah. Like, they're doing this with Gunther right now. Yeah. Like, we need, we need some resolution on this. Aaliyah, 
in a <laughs> in a world where they're in a world where like the belts never got put together, or in a world where Roman Reigns isn't the top heel in a top babyface, Gunther should be the top heel in this company. And they they already tested this out when they put him in at first in the Rumble and had him go all the way and be the last person eliminated against Cody. They should if if they were really into Cody, that should be the fucking feud. Go, go, Gunther as a champion versus Cody, and Cody has to topple him. Or or you turn Roman babyface, and then the champion is Gunther, and he have to he has to conquer Gunther. Gunther should be the Gunther should be the top heel in this promotion, and the babyface has to go to the biggest show and go through fifteen or sorry three dozen chops to get and beat him. That's what it should be. He's fucking awesome. But Roman's top babyface and the top heel, Cody is in the other uh um brand right now. So he's just left with that intercontinental title like on an island. Like whoever wants to step over here, you're gonna start having some of the best matches of your life. Like yeah. we don't and, even and know the whole who, thing which we don't even know who like, the next person is for him. Because they don't like, I say all that priority. Right. I, I say all that and I think Sheamus should have won, especially at WrestleMania here. Uh and maybe they want to do it in the singles, but Sheamus has something right now going. So yeah. uh hope he gets it. Like he hasn't been this hot since like a decade. Yeah. And he's like 45. Right. Right. What the fuck is happening? Raw women's title match. Well, hold on, yeah. we'll move on. When 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 Drew pulled or yanked Sheamus off of him and they start fighting on the oh, outside, yeah. they might want to consider McIntyre turning heel. Just so they can continue doing McIntyre versus Sheamus. McIntyre versus Sheamus was awesome the last time they did it. It was like the last uh, pay-per-view before crowds came back. That's right. awesome. Right, but I'm saying like now you can continue with the dynamic being changed where Sheamus is, you know, before they were, one, at one point Sheamus was a heel, then they were friends and they're both baby faces. They, you can keep it going by like having Drew turn heel and Sheamus being a baby face. If well, they want to we'll do see. that. We'll see if Drew McIntyre remains with the promotion. Good point. Because if he wants to look elsewhere, Doc, what's good, man? Look, man. Um, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. The xenophobic Cody versus Gunther feud. Yeah, there, there's bound to be some hey, uh, some bullshit in that. I'm, I agree. It is WWE. It will be a xenophobic promo or a, or a program. Anything that Gunther's in. Remember, they had him out there. You know. When Saluting. He, they cha- they right. changed his, when they changed his name, it was always on some shit like that. So, like, you know, you got to be wary of all that stuff with Gunther. That's true. Uh, so, the next match after this, <laughs> the uh, the uh, Raw Women's uh, title match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, they were put in a terrible position uh, in sequencing of this card. And it's, I feel like it hurt part of the match. Also, the first probably half of this match was uncharacteristically sloppy for a Bianca Belair um, big match and for an Oscar match in general. But by the end, um, they got together in that final act. uh, They were cooking. I was just going to say, I was going to say they were cooking like the last like minute or so, but the very first half of that shit was like, it was weird. Something was wrong. It was like, they just were like, 
not on the same like they were wrestling different matches it felt like um, it was a lot of it was a lot of the same for a while it was a lot of like we get it's like they're drilling the story in your head of what, what the story is it's submission specialist versus powerhouse and Asuka kept getting her in submissions and Bianca would kept powering her out into lifts or slams or whatever else and it kept being the same it felt like a lot of samey for a while or at least probably once we got out of the opening few minutes of the match and it was like okay we get the story now where are we gonna get like the counters and you know and change people's expectations um in the match and then we finally got it and i was like okay this is what the match should have been a a few minutes earlier but like this match is still cooking i i think i was looking for something out of this match maybe that wasn't there like i was looking for bianca to like turn or something or Mm. cheat or like uh you know just something because like now yeah, now now as it stands, it's almost like she's cleared out that entire raw side. It's been for a year. Yeah. Um she she's not someone that uh is gonna carry like lesser people. Like, you know, if you get Bianca in there with a great opponent, she's gonna have a great match. That's right. been the case for several years in a row at WrestleMania at this point. Yeah. But um as far as like when it comes to people with less experience being in there with her, that's not really her thing. You know, Bianca's got like you know she's from the PC, so like she she can have good matches with, with good workers, but like when she's not in there with somebody real, it's like, uh, it can be like and, and 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 I think and I think it would be interesting to explore just another side of her at this point. Um, don't get it wrong, love Bianca Belair. Just from my personal view, I think like it would be entertaining, personally. But um, I think the uh, you know. And then a lot of people feel bad. Oscar lost this, and it's just like y'all sent Oscar out here to lose again on yeah. one of these WrestleMania. What's her record in WrestleMania? Zero and five or something I like that. She's zero and five or something like that. Yeah, and I mean she should have won her first match in WrestleMania. Uh, but what, I mean, I'm not going to relitigate that. It is what it is. Um, especially given what they did the night or two nights after or three nights after. But yeah, um, I didn't think of, that didn't like fit into what I thought of the match as far as like what I rated. I thought it was, you know, something that could have approached four stars. I probably would go three and three quarters. Um, kick-ass match. Um, just took a while to get to, you know, what to get things going. But once it did, it was very, it was there. It was all there. Um, I'm interested to see like, it, like this one match where like, if you have a chain, if you have a, you know, different winner, you're <coughs> like, okay, we can see what happens with the other side of that roster. Uh, of that division but now it's like okay like you mentioned cleared out everybody now what are we just are we just now relying on you know a draft or a you know change up of the roster or whatever shake up whatever they call them or the wild card whatever the hell they're doing now to justify whatever they're doing like i think it's what it comes down to because our whole um i think the last thing bianca really has left or they have two things for bianca left right um Mm -hmm. They have her versus Charlotte, yeah. which they've never done, and I think Charlotte needs to put her over at some point. Yep. Um, and her versus Rhea Ripley. Yep. Which they haven't done. Yep. Um So they're both champions, so it can't do. They're that. both champions, so they're gonna be away from each other. But I believe they uh, they face off with each other tonight. But I don't know if this is just some raw after WrestleMania shit. So okay. Um, yeah, and then you start looking at NAC. Were they going to bring Tri- Tiffany Stratton? No. Like, come on, yeah. man. Uh, are they going to try to reheat Lacey Evans? Like, oh, God. For Bianca? Like, it, yeah. Like, it could get, like, ugly at, at some some points. But I forgot she um, was still around. Yep. Uh, man, that's crazy. He won that, he won on, that the, one. Oh, that's crazy. Like, Rich, remember, like, 
after WrestleMania 35 when it looked like they were going to, like, they threw, you know, Lacey Evans, who the, in, in the, the main event scene for the women's division, they were like, bro, there is Rhea Ripley and there is Bianca Belair in this, it, like in NXT and developmental. What the fuck are they doing? Flash forward 2023 and both of them win at WrestleMania. Why, why are they so far behind them when they see them every day and we only see them at most once a week? I don't know, man. That was an entire segment when we lost our minds about that shit. Yeah. Like that was, uh, that was in 2019 and that was unplanned. That was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was like a real, like, uh, come to Jesus moment. Like, why the fuck aren't you like talking about like, Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley. And, right. You know, I, you know, there was a lot of agendas at play there. You know, yeah. I was, you know, I was, you know, trying trying to bang a certain drum, but you know, <laughs> I was, it was still right. You know, at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't even, ba- I wouldn't even start about banging an agenda. I was just like, Hey man, these two are way to fuck up here. And this person is way to fuck down here. Why is this person above them on the, on TV wasting our time? And she's been washed out ever since then. <clears throat> man how many relaunches have they tried with her and they've all failed how many bro i saw her dressing like sergeant slaughter on instagram the other day so if she come out with that fucking hat that's like all the way up in the back talking about uh you know <laughs> the, the nazis called you swashka like <laughs> and where are you from england like like looking like she's in that movie i'm just gonna be like wow there's been at least like four or five repackages with her yes um so after that we got <laughs> yeah we got the, the Miz back in the ring yeah because they have to do the same segment and lay out the show the same way which both days also like Snoop Dogg set Miz up to catch that L from Pat McAfee on night Correct. one and then we don't see either one of them again until the opening of Wrestlemania night two and it's they like, pr- ain't got beef and then they and then they proceed to act like nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden, like two hours or three hours go by on, on night two show, and now Miz wants to say, "Hey, you you set me up for the L. That's bullshit." And I'm like, "Why would you start the show with him then? Refuse are, to perform? Why, why are we? Why why do we have these people like? It's all about like do do the do the thing and then act like a human afterwards, as opposed to act like a human first. Right. Whatever movies, I guess. Whatever I thought they told movies anyway, <sighs> man. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Snoop uh, motions towards somebody coming out. I, Shane comes down. I'm like, why is Shane out here? Rich almost busts a fucking vein. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I, was, I see him send out. I was in disbelief <laughs> seeing Shane and Man walk. I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? Why are we still doing this? I can't believe this fucking asshole is here. I don't want to see him. He's ruining the show. Like I was, bro, I was, I was apoplectic, like or apoplectic before he got in the ring. This so guy they, gets in the ring, bro. He gets in the ring and then like he's fucking I, gassed. Like this man's out of breath. No. This man looked like he smoked ten packs of Mar- Marble Reds and then ran up a. a marathon or something <laughs> first move first thing he does he fucking jabs Miz in the face immediate potato and I was like god damn he, he hasn't learned a damn thing he was potatoing people since his whole career 
first time back uh, since he got the whole situation happening at Rumble uh, a year or two ago. And the first Bro. thing he does is potato a motherfucker. So then the match is happening. And I'm I'm looking at the stuff you're sending. I'm I'm out of it. I'm just like whatever. This match is gonna stink. So I'm like paying I'm paying passive attention to it while I'm looking at all the stuff people are saying. And next thing I know, I look up. He's on he's on the ground. I'm and, and like the crowd and like they're sending to him like, oh he's hurt. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this, this looks like a non. I, I don't read things. So this like has to be like a non-contact injury. So I'm like, oh no, he blew his knee out. So he's down on the ground. And uh, ultimately turns out to be he tore a quad, but I was like, "Oh wow, this man blew his knee out on non-contact injury." James, this he man did a leapfrog. This man did a leapfrog, jumping up and down as God intended, and he tore a quad, <laughs> and then pivoted, and then folded up like origami, and yep. then he just like I would love, you know he that was, that he tried that, to get dude, up. That, tr- I give him this. He tried to get up. And then, and then his body says, "Sit no. your ass down. Sit We're ass done." Down. I would like <laughs> that dude that does quad. You are not Triple H on gas. I, I would like to do that. Does those college football breakdowns, like where he makes the jokes, like and runs the video footage back. Yeah. I would love him to do the Shane McMahon WrestleMania 39 highlight tape. Oh man! Um, and talk about how that man jumped and then fell, like and then just didn't get back up, like Humpty Dumpty. I, um, I saw someone tweet out that Stephanie Man now has a husband, a a father, and a brother that have all torn quads. And I was like, people should be runs asking, in the family. People should be at it. Don't run in the family. What runs in the family is what they use. It's the juice. <laughs> why? Why that shit? Why them shits tear on them? Like, look, bro. Like that shit. His ass shouldn't have been out there and. This Look, what we know he didn't train. This is, James, we, we know he didn't train ahead of time. And if he did train, he ain't training for, for you know, plyometrics, you know, running and jumping and stopping and starting. Like, when's the last time you think Shane McMahon uh, stretched his quad, quadriceps? When's the, when's the last time you think that man stretched that erectus for Morris? When the thing, when do you think that happened? Bro, that shit was definitely not no time in the last three months. Like, Bro. this man got a call. About a week ago, hey, you know, you you want to come in for uh, WrestleMania? What we'll bring in as a surprise, whatever, bro. This man came out there and was like, "In L.A., I shall act like Kawhi Leonard. I have a bad quad now." So, I'll say this though: he got off lucky because it could have been a torn Achilles, brother, and they had to go. They had to go all in the back of that man's leg. So. It's gonna suck. Whatever he gets done, or maybe he's able to, you know, it didn't fully tear, and he's able to, you know, rehab or whatever without surgery. But it, if it was, oh, bro, that shit, that bad. shit was an ultimate L, bro. Because yeah. like, bro, I was like, I was, I was. You guys do not know how frustrated and mad I was. I was so grumpy at this point in, after in, in, after in, going in, through after Sheamus didn't win. I was like, oh, like I was pissed, bro. So so See, then Shane, so then he goes down, and then what happened? How did your how did your mood change uh, after that? I start I, I started laughing. I'm sorry. Um, you know, levity. I, I know. Yeah. I know injuries are not funny. I hope Shane not. Man, 
uh, you know, has, you know, resumes his quality of life afterwards. But in that moment, um, you know, I'm, I'm not at the place in my journey where I am able to turn away from this with, with, with dignity and, and, uh, sorrow, uh, immediately. I I just wasn't that responsible, James. I'm sorry. If if you laughed at Vince McMahon tearing his quads at that 2005 Royal Rumble, you are, you are, I, I believe that you are allowed to also laugh at this one. Because to be honest, I feel like this one was funnier. Um, so I had a I had a tweet that I had in the drafts, and I was like, "This is not the right time or place to say it. It's probably not the right time or place to mention it." Uh, but like I had saved it, and then like I had a screenshot and I sent it to Rich, and then I had let it go. But um, are you pulling it up? Nah. Okay. But I was like, prayers up for Shaman Man, and it was per hands, and the and the prayer hands were upside down. <laughs> Should have had your ass out there, man. He's so over the shit. Unbelievable, man. Like, look, how many times have you had has he been around old timers that talk about the motion is a lotion and this and the third? He is not like Edge where I seriously doubt that he was like Edge where they mailed him, you know, a ring he put together and he worked out with people or whatever else. I I'm pretty sure that man got on the plane and said, Reebok on, I just do it. And he, <laughs> now you got to sit your ass down for a long time. So unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. If that, <sighs> imagine that the last time we ever see him. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Oh yeah. Got- so we got to talk about the save. So they're everyone looking at each other like, fuck, we're, we're done here. Snoop was like, <laughs> Snoop just stole this. <laughs> Bro, so check this out. I don't know how you were watching the show, but I was watching it with headphones on, right? Uh-huh. So I had you know how the ring, I had headphones okay, on. the ring's all mic'd up. Uh, I hear the referee lady say rock bottom to Snoop or people's elbow to Snoop. Okay. From there, Snoop springs into action. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Snoop, I'm, I think Snoop got on the mic for a split second, right? And it says something. Threw yeah. a right, threw Stole another him. right, dropped Miz. He does a people's elbow, and <laughs> he pissed the Miz. And I'm like, he wasn't in the match. What, what is happening Bro, right now? Snoop, Snoop ran the wrong way for the people's elbow, so he it was don't on the matter. other side. It don't he matter. Was on the other side. <laughs> it don't matter. Snoop do what he want. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Look, Russell made a moment. <laughs> yeah. Forever <laughs> moments, forever. So, so yeah. So then after this, then we get this bullshit. Edge versus uh Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. Excuse now, me, James. Edge, Brood Edge. Yes, Brood, Brood Edge. Edge. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall Brood Edge ever like having vampire wings, but uh, whatever. James, like, I don't remember Brood Edge existing. Like being like an entity with powers, you mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I never recall him being named Brood Edge. True, true, true. But, but you wouldn't know, but like, you call him Vampire Edge, you don't, you don't, I don't think you know the gimmick or whatever else. I guess it's why he's, whatever, whatever. Bro, they put it on the fucking Tron. And really? Like, I didn't, I missed that. I it's, missed it. It said Brood Edge on there, bro. I was, I was like, huh. I can't believe this is happening because I was like, this was not a character. Like, this was like, like, like he's not coming out in no frilly shirt. Like what's going on here? Like <laughs> it's like, been updated. Like it's what been is updated. this? Like 
I, I guess he played some song from Slayer or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, song was hard. I, at first, to be honest with you, at first, I for a split second, I thought it was actually Finn Balor, and I looked, I was like, no, nah, that's Edge. That's not. Doesn't seem yeah. like something. That seems kind of out of. Um, this is kind of where I started noticing some of the entrances were cheap this year too. But and hmm. then when Balor walked to the ring, he came out and he's just crawling, and then he's got like these smoke bombs in his hand. It's like purple smoke and shit. And I'm like, this is all we ha- we could do. I was like, I remember all these WrestleMania budgets where Triple H had some shit where he looked like he spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the entrance or something. Like, like where's the budget? Who got to spend that? Well, it, it, it was it was cheap. Niggas w- was walking to the ring, you know. <laughs> Niggas with music was getting hit. It was looking around and walking that long, long ramp. Oh man, this is unfair. <laughs> they walked their ass out. Did they, did they get in the ring? That's it. Oh man. So yeah, so like, cast wasn't even getting pyro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Bro, I was checked out on this match. I, I started um timing this match, right? I thought we were gonna get the edge special, the thirty-five minute whatever, right? Uh-huh. We didn't get that. We got eighteen minutes but and there was a you know injury spot and all that in the match. But James, I was checked out on this match two minutes into it. The second I saw a red chair, I was like, What the fuck is that? And I was like I was like, it had to be Edge. He had to do this on purpose. And then I saw more than one of them eventually, and I was like, I was exactly correct. And then I saw a purple kendo stick. I was like, why are the weapons like assigned colors? Like, what? We, what is this? Like, and I was out of the match from there. And then it descended into just no, like, I won't say it was as bad as Seth Rollins and the Fiend, right? Like, oh, it wasn't hell bad. no, it was like, way better like than this, that. This is leagues better than that, right? Yeah. However, that same feeling of like, yo, they're just walking around, setting shit up, and like doing a bad brawl, that was definitely there. And I yeah. was like, I was totally out of this match, and I was just like, Edge gotta go home, man. So, I was fine with it as far as what they were doing. I didn't care about the color coordination. I did notice it, uh, but I didn't care. Um, because, you know, they're both wrestling dorks, so it's fine. Um, for me, and from my perspective. So, whatever. It, once they did the spot where they put Edge on the table, and, um, I believe Finn Balor's hitting him with stuff, and as, as he's hitting him with stuff, and Edge on the table, I can see the cut that's halfway in in the middle part of the board getting wider and wider, as if like I was like, is he going to hit him with one shot and like thing breaks because that would be fucking hilarious. Luckily, it didn't. And the next thing I know, Balor crawl or crawls up the cage, and the next thing I know, there's a fucking standing perch on there. And I'm like, what a fuck. There's a standing perch on the on the side where like the you where the camera is that that is that is rigged up to the cage to where like you can. You can see the you can see like you know basically like a, a hard camera angle of the cage, but there's no other perches on any other side. Like this is intentionally there just so you can do this one fucking spot. And I was like, bro, you, this is so contrived. Once I saw that, like it made me check out on the match, but I was okay with what was happening until that point. Like so after that, I was like, whatever, it's an average Hell in a Cell match. So chalk up to three and a half and move on. I I, I just I. Finn Balor Whatever. took a fucking ladder in the top of the head and split his shit to the white meat. 
Um, yeah, they had to stop the match for like four and five minutes, and yeah, uh, they gave him a numbing agent. They stapled his head closed to close the wound. Yep, and it was just like <sighs> that killed like, the match. That killed the match, match or made the match worse. It, it definitely like, didn't and then they the had match to better. start. Because it's like, yeah, they had to start rushing after that. Regardless of it being PG or not, once you have a Hell in a Cell, and this is the big blow off cage match, and you have to stop a match because someone's bleeding, it's it's just fundamentally going to hurt the match because it kills your disbelief that these two are going to go that these two are going to go out there and, and hit each other with a million things and anything can happen. No, anything can't happen because he's not allowed to fucking bleed. And if you're an old wrestling fan like we are, we saw the first two Hell in a Cell matches where Sean's bleeding fucking buckets. He's plus, he's might be eight on the Muda scale. And then Mick Foley was stacked, you know, like, 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 like the combo points where you have like hit a combination in fighting games yeah. and was stacking concussions like combos. Like, it, like, yes. I mean, it was multiplying out there. He's, he did have like a very deep top he, of the head he cut. He absolutely did. Absolutely so, did. like, I, I want to kind of give him some, you know, uh, like, I'm not going to go. We know Battle's a tough fucker. He, he would have fought through. Yeah. He would have fought and bled through and finished that whole match if, he, if, if they had let him. We know that. Right. Like, there's a dude that and I, I brought up on the thing. Like, how long did he continue wrestling with that broken jaw against O'Reilly at, at, at that takeover main event? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a tough Ten motherfucker. Minutes. He, yeah. And this is the second time we've seen um, him being a big spot and like there's blood that happens and the match has to get stopped dead in his tracks and it's hurt, and it's hurt his matches. It happened with uh, with Samoa Joe in that one title match in NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's been unlucky in this case. In another unfortunate situation, they had to stop it dead and they continue fighting again like they're fighting to the death. Meanwhile, you're not allowed they have to, anybody, any blood happens, people immediately rush in and stop the match. It's like, when they call it off then, he loses I mean, they may have have lost some blood stoppage on the TKO because he got beat by by Edge. How old is Edge now? 48. Yeah, Concerto. Get him out of here. Hey, man. Yeah. Edge Um, is 49. 49. Yeah, hey, man. Um, Like, for years, like, fans had talked about, like, the the demon and, like, the the Moodle-like quality uh, being tap it, being able to tap into something else to be something greater than you are, or uh, just because the just the, the 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 you know the thing of like the different look from the from the paint or whatever else. His last two matches have been fu- he's been fucking hold uh, as <laughs> as as uh, the demon is done. It's done. They killed it. They didn't use it forever. They were going. They were trying to kill it during that match when he's going to have against uh, Sister Abigail. Luckily, uh, not luckily, but like. Wyatt got the mumps and or meningitis, whatever one it was, and then they had to cancel that, and they brought in AJ instead, and that kind of saved Balor in the in the demon. They brought it back, and the first thing they did was they they, they beat him twice in a row. It's done. Finn Balor the demon is done. Unbelievable. Um, then there was forty minutes between the end of this match. And the start of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, it was like, it was literally forty minutes because it was about ten forty one when the video package just started. I was like, bro, they're not going to ring this bell until eleven. And this is what we talk about—the artificial fluff on these shows. So, like, when you see, like, yo, there's only seven matches on these shows or some shit, and then the show just ends up long as fuck anyway. And it's like, not only the video packages and entrances, which are the 
normal culprit. It's like the commercials between the video packages and like just whatever the fuck else they want to throw in there. They did the Hall of Fame also uh, in between this, right? They got them out of there and then it was like, all right, they just killed like 45 minutes of no wrestling. Like, I'm like, this had to be a miserable live experience. There also was this part where like, and I don't remember this ever happening before, where like, they're throwing to the video package for the match or they just showed the video package and, and then they commercial? go to commercial break before they get to the, the, the people coming out for the uh, for the entrances or they'll throw to a match for that has a video package. Then a commercial comes in without them saying commercials coming in. You see the 30 seconds or 40 seconds or however long the commercial is and then you get to the video package. Just from a just from a uh, the, the presentation of like, hey, this is a TV show. And we got we got stuff going, you know, from from A to B to C to Z. Throwing these commercials in these certain spots are like, you don't do that. Go to the commercial fucking now and then do that. And then go through right. your whole thing. Like, you don't throw commercials in randomly, especially because it's like, there's no, this isn't on TV. This isn't a TV show. This is a pay-per-view slash live event happening. Like, put the commercials in spots that are not intrusive like that. Like, it was so it was so jarring throughout the, both nights, and it was weird because yeah. I was like, "Wait, are they doing what I think they're doing?" And at first, I thought I was tripping, and then it happened for the trailer for uh, as the cell was going down. I was like, "Bro, they're actually doing this." I wasn't just tripping from from Saturday. They're they're out of their minds. Yeah, man, it's um, it's so bad with the pacing, and it's it's never going to change. Like I. Yeah, it's never going to change. And then back to the main event is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Oh, hold on. You know what they treated it like? They treated it as if, like, you're watching a YouTube video and it's a longer video that's longer than, like, five minutes. So, like, they, like, you watch, you you sit through your commercial, you play whatever, you're playing the video, the video plays, and then, like, a minute later, another fucking thing comes. That's what it felt like. It was like, why is this happening on a show that we paid for? Right. What the fuck's going on? Right. Main event, Cody Rose and Roman Reigns. We talked about it earlier. Um, as far as the match goes, um, you know, I don't understand the the Roman Reigns, uh, you know, victory here. Um, I, I think it's a bad decision. I think it is missing the point if you were actually taking this guy serious, which maybe they're not um, in Cody Rhodes, um, I think everything is just backwards. And this is the environment that WWE has cultivated. It's down in their developmental. It's all the way to the top of their main event. And they had a chance to go with one of two hot baby faces, three if you count McIntyre, they said, fuck you to all of them. And it was just like, when I saw the three, I was like, this is what he got beat off of. Like, this is it. One spear. That's it. Spear and a, and a spike from the, from a lackey and Paul Heyman interference that works. Like, these heels don't ever get thwarted at the end. Like, no. doesn't matter if it's the biggest show of the year. They just roll it over. Like, you like, know, no. no. No, but here, here's what here's what WrestleMania two thousand. Here's what an apology will, apologist will say. Well, there was thwarting of the hills at one point because the Quebecers came out and they got rid of the Usos. It's like, yeah. but 
there's there's two other motherfuckers that's cheating throughout the match. <laughs> right. Why well, didn't they get rid of everyone? Like, like their logic, like, motherfucker was cheating throughout the match, got caught while helping at the cheating beginning, got thrown out. Then it was a match. Then it was close to even, and then there was rough bump, and then the Usos came in, and then the, then the Quebecers got the Usos out of there. Then the next thing you know, you're going back and forth, big move, you know, and, you know, final stretch. And then Heyman takes the ref, and then the fucker that got kicked out comes back with a hoodie on. <laughs> so, they, they incognito. Incognito. Sorry, uh, in the words of Dusty Rose, incognitus. <laughs> like, look, like we didn't know who you were. Like you stand. Because he put a fucking with, hoodie on. Nigga, you're like, you, barefoot. You know, exactly. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, nigga, you're barefoot and your feet are wrapped in fucking ankle wraps and you're wearing the same shorts. How do you think? How how were you trying? How was this a disguise at all? How did no one see you? How did oh security not stop God. you? How did the referee suddenly hear you interfering earlier, then no longer hear you after he got kicked in the stomach? Get, apparently James getting kicked in the stomach sacks you your hearing and, and froggy yes yeah apparently that's like you know like there was so much like as far as like the overbooking aspect of this that was just absolutely like catastrophically bad there was um, there was also the the, the this is comedy WWE main event style which is big move kick out look look around and lay down and what and just sit there while you have the advantage just sit there and waste it for 45 seconds so the replay crew can replay the big move mm-hmm. and kick out and then you can get up and you can try to hit your another move and they'll oh wait the guy actually just reversed it and hit their big move so now they start turn to kick big move and kick out and then they can lay around 45 seconds and stare around they did that bro they did big move kick out replay like at least three times in a row. I think it was four times in a row. And I was like, "All right, bro, fuck me. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm, I, I, I just, you know, like the wrestling and the story they were telling with, with before they threw out uh, Sokoa. I thought it was fine, um, or not fine, good even. And I thought Cody's selling of the ribs uh, uh, up to that point was good. And then, uh, and then they, they never got back to the ribs, so it was ultimately just something just to do. Um, but that, but that's fine because there's a lot of stuff that happens in some matches where like that's like he didn't get hurt, damaged that bad to where like it affected the whole entire match. Just the, the portion of the match he overcame it, fine. But mm-hmm. big move, kick out, big move, kick out, big move, big move, kick out, and then the Usos come in and all that shit. And I'm just like, at no point in this match, at any point ever, until the spear that I think someone is going to be put away one of these big moves or whatever else. And I was like, oh wow, I actually kicked out of that. There was not a single second that I thought Cody's winning here, Roman's winning here, until Roman hit that spear, and I was like, oh, that's it. And then sure enough, one, two, three, dejected crowd, dejected fluid on my t- uh, on my, uh, on my thing, uh, messaging. I was like, yo, man, this is... It's that bullshit, man. It's that bullshit. It's like, it, like we knew it was going. Like, they were going to pick Roman Reigns. Like, Sneak came from All Elite Wrestling. I'm going to say it again. He came over. It was all good, but the bill was always coming due. They never forgot you breaking that throne. They never forgot all them shots. It wasn't just they never forgot about. It wasn't just a free ride. Talking about motherfuckers wearing uh, vests, flat vests, either. That happened when ROH. Remember that? Man, you know the the FTRR. You know, you know the the fuck the Roman Reigns. Look, I'm telling you. What happened was one day there was a closed door meeting. With Triple H, Roman Reigns, <laughs> Paul Heyman, and Vince McMahon. Niggas got in a circle. They they checked. 
They checked to see if the room was bugged. They checked to see if the doors were locked and the windows were closed. And they said, I'm going to zoom. Got him. We <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> oh, man. We fucking got him. And, and, you know, and we got what we got. Yeah. Yeah, like, I I, I saw the mansion. He thinks I, we, he's with us. What I will say is, I think that um, this match was better than the Sammy match because Cody has has more to give in a big match, uh, you know, setting Agreed. than Sammy does. But this match was not as good as the Drew McIntyre match, and very much the same thing. Where it's like this is something in the mid threes to to maybe even high threes, depending on if you're like you're not as disillusioned with like the WWE big uh, main event like like system just overtaking like, like bro like is. I remember when people would talk about, like, before the super boom of superhero movies, but, like, talk about, mm-hmm. like, you know, let's say around 2014, we talk about, like, these superhero movies are formulaic in a way, like, the CGI is always, you know, they get to a big battle scene, and then, like, you don't know where anything is. It's a bunch of just uh, almost, like, NPCs, like, just colliding. Yeah or whatever from far away and you're just supposed to see the laser light show or whatever else and you don't really feel the engagement because like, these are these are battleships or these are people that you that you have no attachment to killing each other and like when I watch these Roman matches these Roman defenses since um, Clash of the Castle I feel the same way where it's like mm. there's no personality to this it just we get to this point and then it and then like it just flips on and it goes into overdrive and like the shit's on autopilot and I'm just like there's no heart. There's no soul to this. The crowd's going crazy for it, but it's like if I play you these, if I played the, them like these matches that, on the Jumbotron, like the Drew McIntyre match first, then the Sammy match first, and then watch this, they will all be like, "Hey, he's just doing the same fucking thing every single time," but they just don't remember it. Um, but I do because I have a good memory, and I'm just sitting there like, "Bro, this is this is formulaic and it's like not." It's like we're waiting around, and, and I'm just like, "Hey, like." Tons people love it or whatever else, but like I feel like people love it because they not watch, they don't watch anything else, and that's them, or they don't, or they're not even remembering like the things that they've seen before from Roman, whatever. I, I, it's just very, it's, very, uh, just feels lazy to me. Just feels lazy. It's, it's a WCW Nitro in the middle of the good main event that they announced. That it's like, oh shit, they're doing this on TV, and we all got our heads turned looking at the entrance to see who's coming to fuck it up. Rich, that's when, what it is. Rich, when it's the, simple when, as that. Rich, when the rough bump happened, that's all you see is the people in the background looking towards the entrance to see like where are the Usos. That's the first thought. The clothes already been thrown out, so of course the Usos showing up. And what do you know? Those who spring their ass out there, super kick, super kick, super kick. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> you ain't ran out of super kicks after yesterday? No. Like they, you got they, more to spare. It's a it's a renewable use, uh resource. It's an unlimited they resource. Up. They got them shits programmed as a regular move. Them shits not special. Infinite finishers. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, man. Day two was severely weaker than day one this is the argument actually against two-day wrestlemanias um 
you know, they showed enough discipline to put, I think it's 13 matches between both days. They still had to do their bullshit with their Miz and, uh, you know, segments on both days and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, like, you know, you take Gunther and, and Walter and then you take the world title match, slap that on day one. We're probably talking about, like, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, possibly. Yeah. But we can't. But, but we can't do that because, like, we got to because we sold to Peacock or to NBC or Comcast Universal that, like, are you know all this stuff. So we got to give them WrestleMania because that's such a brand name that we have to make it two nights so that we can get more. We can say more people watch the, the watch from the accounts that they have. Re- absolutely ridiculous yeah. lies about attendance as well. Only 66,000 oh, yeah. people fit in this, but somehow 80,000 people were there on first day, and then somehow more people were there the second day. Mm. Brother. Yeah. I mean, you know, they always lie about the... That's their thing. But, yeah. you know, it's just the, the, the cap is unlimited. Unlimited cap, like baseball, bitch. Yeah. Oh, and, and the best part is like, you see someone go on Twitter and be like, they used a fake number and say, or actually, they, it was a Twitter. It was Caleb doing everything this. right. Caleb was like, can, can, have they ever, uh, you know, as AEW, will they ever have a, you know, 80,000 something thing? And I was like, well, WWE didn't. They just had 60. They just lied about the number. Caleb, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, first, first, I'll answer your, your question. Probably not. Now, moving on from there, when's the last time WWE did that? <laughs> Was it like Russell? Was it a uh, WrestleMania thirty two? Yes. Yeah. It's like so. Whatever, yeah. man. Um, I did uh, uh summon some questions uh okay. about yesterday and stuff like that. So I figure we can try to get through these. Uh, we don't have to go too in depth. I don't think there's much elaborate fantasy booking and all that. But uh, make sure you guys are downloading the show. As always, getting your merch and uh, you know everything else. Uh, and I will be for those of you guys on the Twitch. I'm going to be doing some research on what's going on with my shit that's making the frames drop somehow. Um, but to those questions, um, I will have them loaded up in just a second here. And all right. Um, so let's Still see. Me, James, I saw some of the messages. Uh, so yeah. let's see, go through some of this stuff. So go scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I've seen a bunch of stuff about Cody Rose and Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Okay, so I got one. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so first question from Nicholas Wadi says Between Drew, Sammy, and Cody, who do you think was the best person to beat Roman and take the title going forward? Um, for me, it would have been Sammy. Uh, it's just a, just a pure business decision from a pure business one. decision. Okay, so like to get to okay, so to get to Sammy, you have to go through Drew McIntyre. So like, obviously, we didn't know that Sammy was going to get to that, but like at the time, seeing that they were in the UK and they had Drew, and like it's what how many thousands of dozens of thousands of people are there in that arena? I would put it yeah. for then. I would have pulled the trigger. Could have, yeah, yeah. And also, that's the best of these three matches, in my opinion. So, yeah, I would have went with that. Yeah. yeah. If James had to pick one Joshi stable to beat Bloodline's asses, what stable would he pick? 
Uh, I guess I gotta go old school. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh with LCO from from HAW. <laughs> we gonna like we gonna bring in Mima Shimoda and uh, and Mita in in uh, Hokuto, and we gonna kick their ass and get blood. Like that, that's only I guess the only way, right? Uh, next question of his is, how do you feel about Gunther retaining over Drew and Sheamus? We answered that earlier, kind of. I I didn't like it. I, I wanted Sheamus to win, um, but I still love the match. But I think Sheamus should have won. Yeah, I would have. I would have. You know, given the situation, what I would have done ideally is I would have had Drew take the pin, but from Sheamus. Um. Let's see. On the next one, uh, Rambo and Slam Plague. Do we need to still let the story play out, or are we good now? Oh, we super straight. <laughs> we are straight. <laughs> we, we're good. Like, nah. We we are. You look. You already know what that is. Like, you think of the number of times that like you let it play out and it actually goes through and works. Like for every Bianca Belair, there's a thousand other, you know, shitty situations. So no. Like. Really, what they got in the last five years, like, or not even five years, let's say, like, let's say since, uh, let's say the last decade, they got being, you know, carried from SummerSlam 2013 into being forced into doing, uh, uh, putting over Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 uh, by tapping out Batista, and we got Bianca. That might be it in the last decade. Yikes. Maserati. Do you know any good tattoo removal services? I made a poor choice WrestleMania weekend or prior to WrestleMania weekend. Was that a shoot? I hope not. I hope not, too. I hope not. Um, what up to Greg? Uh, Brandon, Brandon Vincandia says, uh, how do you how long do you think Triple H or how long until Triple H leaves slash is fired if that happens? With this restructuring and and all that, I guess we should probably talk about as well towards the end. Um, This restructuring uh, leads to not a lot of loyalty being shown. Mm -hmm. Um, If this situation where, you know, they really want to establish him as the creative person, he does have kind of a chief title, but he's not on the executive board or anything. So he just kind of works there. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It could be, you know, Vince is back in charge. Well, my question Um, is this. But I don't think Vince can actually get the chip or not can get it, but I don't think he's going to end up with it. So if it's not, so if Vince isn't, doesn't end up with it, then who else could end up with it other than Triple H? Well, I, so, I, the, so my question, uh, so I kind of think he's going to stay around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to say on that one. Um, yeah. I, but he'll definitely have less power than he had, you know, a week ago. Uh, returns POV says has any well, number one has anyone checked on Floyd? Uh, we talked with him. He's, he's very upset. I'm sure he will go into it on. It sound. Yeah, he's done. Uh, and he said he's coming home to AEW. Um, and he was like, is it, Floyd was just sounds like he will never trust him again. Uh, it will never be the same for him. Uh, but I'm sure he'll tell you more about it on his show, All Things Elite, this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he said, "Returns POV to who had it worse? Cody post main event or Errol Hawani post Endeavor merger announcement?" So you have to remind me of what with, like he was he boxed out from uh from UFC. I think Dana White basically like yeah was like yeah you're you're you you can't cover us or some shit like that. They cut his access and everything else. Okay, 
Um, I'm still Cody. Yeah, Cody had to go out there in front of the world and feel it. Ariel Hawani is just crossing very powerful men. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, Ariel Hawani, he's a hustler, so like, Pro Tools are powder. It don't matter to him. It's out there. He's going to get it, so whatever. Uh, Reese uh, Haynes says, who needs to get out of the Fed sharp, sharpish after this weekend? Also, will the throne man ever win? Uh, okay. Uh, just looking at the WrestleMania card, right? I'm going to pick some people. Well, wait, that- wait. Well, as far as like, this, they had, they, they need to make the decision, right? Decision we made for them soon ish. No, nah, no, nah, they need to. I read it as like, yo, you need to look for higher ground. You need to find oh. another way. Oh, um, it's huh. a good question. All right, so let's let's take a look uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I think as far as I don't, I don't know, know, man. If you're, yeah, yeah, like, I, so I think Austin Theory got a big win. Yeah, uh, Street Profits is still together. You know, there's Gable and Otis, but there's just Gable and Otis, Strowman and Ricochet. Um, you know, Ricochet, if you wanna, if you wanna, re- I, I don't know. He loves where he is, so right. Um, you know, and there's not really any hints of Malcolm. Maybe Seth Rollins. You know, like uh, they ain't never gonna push you the way you think you're gonna push it. Be pushed at this point, you're crying and interviews uh, about another baby face and shit like that doing unproductive shit um you know maybe it's it's time maybe realize that carrying all that water wasn't gonna make them respect him in that that you know way and i I just have a hard time imagining him you know being somewhere else he's been there so long And I'll say Drew McIntyre at this point because I think Drew is 38, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Sure, he's had a couple good years of of top top money. After that, I don't I don't know how much you know more you want to like because think about it like your top two heels are Roman Reigns and Gunther, and they're I don't think they're going to push you over either of those guys. Yep. If you turn babyface, you already lived that life. You you're not going to get to win. Uh, they're gonna, yeah, gonna be behind just, Cody and Sammy right now. Yeah, so yeah, you might want to put some fillers out, especially when it's like you look around, especially when you look around and you're like, those are your top two hills. Those are top two baby faces. It's like I feel like I'm better than at least three of them. He, 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 like as good, there's no way he doesn't think he's better than th- at least three of them. Yeah, I'm, I'll let y'all decide who the three are those four, but he definitely feels he's better than at least three of them. Um, Mazo, what were your thoughts on the WrestleMania weekend? What were your particular highlights? Uh, he hoped no Vikingo for sure. Um, I, I I didn't see like a lot of the other stuff, but like the stuff I did see, and then leading from you know AW last week and a uh, week before, Vikingo was on a mission. Unfortunately, uh, I did not see any of the WrestleMania weekend stuff, but I will try to get through it through the week between Supercard of Honor, the Tokyo Joshi Pro Show in LA. Um, I will cherry pick the stuff off Bloodsport that I heard was good that Josh recommended to me. Um, see whatever else is on, like the uh, the Impact New Japan show. Uh, but really, like this week was, was literally just for me WrestleMania and 
like the t- Cinderella tournament. That was it. Mother said, what kind of packs are we smoking for Cody? We were smoking that nightmare pack, you know. Smoke that shit and go to sleep. And oh, then you wake up, like, man. what the fuck is going on? Um, and Three, will Roman actually beat Bruno's record? Shit. No. no. That's, a, that's a long time from now. He's like, like over it, half a decade away still. Right. I'm like, it It sounds crazy, right? It's crazier than you think it is how long Bruno San Martino held yeah. the bell. There's a reason why that shit happened back then. That could happen now. <laughs> um, it's like, it, like Bruno's. You know, Bruno's like, like uh, day rain record is. That's like, that's like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain's like uh, re- rebound numbers in it. Like you're, you're nobody replicating that like, shit. It's different league, like different, different standard. Like just not possible. That's like Cy Young's uh, amount of wins. Yeah. Wins. Baseball. This shit. We can't even get a bitch to 300 wins these days. Mike Zoneman says, no question. Just want to point out that time is a flat circle. 30 years later, the Lex Express is back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny about that? Like, remember uh, as Cody was like, you know, divesting from AEW, he had, uh, Meltzer had mentioned that Cody had just bought a, a bus. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Amazing. <laughs> <sighs> Look, had had he just waited a little bit, WWE could bought it for him. But you know, get some out of the deal. Shit. Um, JBZ says, "What's more important, having a storyline to Kenny Omega versus Vikingo, or having your top two baby faces lose one in their hometown for reasons?" Ah, oh, gee, I would, I would, I would say, I would say the WWE situation they've gotten themselves into definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's way more pertinent and pressing than whether a storyline for a dream match is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Velkej, how long have you been running this victory lap, the Cody one? Man, it's almost like Nipsey Hustle. Rest in peace. It's been, you know, uh, let's see. It's been about four years since Nip left us. I will continue running the victory lap for him. Um, this is like, brother, like this coach. I, bro, I feel like we, like, I mean, like on this show, like yeah. I said earlier, like we, we were able to call all the shit that he was involved in before it happened. Talk about when he was doing fake jobs, mm-hmm. when he was doing, you know, boxing himself out from the main event scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the jump, the the run here. You know, and I I haven't really thought about like where he's headed now, uh-huh. but they've clear they've opened up, uh, they broke the seal of beating him now, and which means they can beat you again. Yep, yep, and it's like, all right, you're gonna be working with Brock. You working on Brock's terms, so like. You know, it, it's hard for me to feel like Cody's like going to be able to dictate terms to anybody or excuse me. If it's not Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, he can dictate terms. No. If it's those guys, I don't feel like he dictates terms. Correct. And in that case, you're left up to the whims of them taking out their weird revenge on you yeah. because you helped your founding father of the other company. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing to add. <laughs> King of the North, 
no questions. Just play the Georgia Bulldogs fight song, put the pack in the air. We did it a little earlier. Yep. yep. Uh, Black Saber Jr. So first, hope y'all are doing well. With WWE being sold and some talent already leaving, example, Grizzly Young Vets, who else do you believe will ask for their release? And um, I don't know. Releases oh, are tough to predict. You know who we, needs to ask for, for the release? Who? Someone that already has before. Um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Can't go back. Roger, Roger Strong. Roger Strong needs to ask for his lease again, and he'll get it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all out there and, you know, hit him up. You know, say, you know, say, y'all ain't even using me. Like, if you are somebody, like, look, they're Garganos. They should both have for their, for their releases right now. Yeah. They should yeah. ask for them right now. Yeah. Like, Will they? Probably not, but they should. No. Nah, I, I think they love WWE too much, but... Yep. Um, and they love being so fucking close to Disney World. <laughs> Good for them, I guess. Yeah. People like what they like. Yeah. Um, Black Saber also says, where would you rate the IC Triple Threat match among the greatest greatest Mania matches of all time? I got a fucking <sighs> hot take for you. Uh, <laughs> what top, What's top better? three at least? Like, like, like. I, I'm sorry. I don't think I want to hear Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels over this. Like, I'm not. I'm not okay, prepared so, to go there. Uh, right hold now. on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, so you say all du- WrestleMania matches. So, I would say Shawn Shawn Undertaker WrestleMania 25, uh, WrestleMania 13 Austin and and Brett. Um, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. Shawn and Kurt. Yep. And then after that, it's about there. It's like well, we ain't got shit in the last what? Jeez. I mean, the best years? match in the last few years has been like the Sasha and whatever match. And most people, most people like that a lot more than Sasha I do. Bianca. Yeah, Sasha yeah, Bianca. Sa- most people Sasha like that Bianca. a lot more than I do. Like I, I had yeah. that in the you know, like it might be four and a half type of thing. Man, um, I think the uh, like. I feel like it was so good. Like, so, and, you know, WrestleMania history is weird because there's a lot of bad matches, a lot more bad matches than you think. There's um, a lot more bad we, matches than good matches. Like, <laughs> we can go through years and there's like one or two things worth a damn on the show yep. quietly. Yep. Um, you know, you've got your old stuff, like your Warrior versus uh, Macho Man type stuff or. A lot of Macho Man stuff early days. Yeah, yeah. Attitude Era really doesn't have, you know, the signature WrestleMania matches like that. Aside from maybe Hart Off TLCs, they would count. Those would be the best matches of those eras. Yeah, of that era. Um, but this is this this gets in the room, as I like to say. Yeah. So, um, I believe I got some Discord questions as well. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, 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 uh. And of course, now I would like to see. Up. I would like to see what it's like if you say you break it out of just WrestleMania and say Wrestle best WrestleMania weekend uh, shows from like mm. matches from WWE. Because then you throw in like you know the Brooklyn takeover or like the you know location uh, takeovers, or whatever else. Because you know <clears> a lot of Gargano going nuts. A lot of like, I mean, even you know people like Chomper or Cole going nuts. Whatever else. Yeah, I would like to see how that like stacks up. I know we won't have to worry about one final beat being on that bitch, though. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Oh, the uh, MJ does PR. Will Drew McIntyre explore free agency? I mean, if so, what becomes of WWE's tough white man division? I think Gunther can can handle that himself. He can, he can but he's gonna uphold the mantle while while Drew um, going if he leaves. I, I think I think Drew's gonna do that because like like we went through his future prospects on the babyface and heel side doesn't look great. Um, if he wants to just stay and turn his brain off for the money, I think so. But it looks like there's some type of financial thing because he wants a number and they want a number. And there's also the part where it's like this sounded like a Claudio situation, like the way I was like kind of reading it. They're they're not giving the money he wants, right? Well, what I would say. Uh, in that situation, if it is like the Claudio situation is, look, Claudio didn't want to go, and he did. He's made the most of it, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, and like you get yourself in a leadership position, in a way. Um, like when, when you know, obviously Galloway or Drew, he he knows a lot of people from everywhere because he had to work with a lot of those guys when he was out in the. Yep. Um, look, and, and he's not afraid to like hit that like he took that long way back too that's what made that's what makes made him this good um obviously along with his drive to get better but like look man there are a few things i, n- I never really thought of it before but like now that it is now that you know is like you think just think about it there are a few things that i would i would want to see more out of pro wrestling um going forward than like a drew mcintyre kenny omega match or, or drew mcintyre um, John Moxie or Drew McIntyre versus Adam Page or like, are you kidding me? Drew McIntyre versus Eddie Kingston or some shit. Like, come on, man, that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. And like he and they would and they would position him in a better than he has been positioned like post two thousand twenty in WWE. Like they they don't have anything that looks remotely like Drew McIntyre in AEW. To be fair, there's not many promotions ever had anything that looks like Drew McIntyre anywhere. A six five two a six five two seventy dude that can jump out that can like that can do flip dives to the floor. And that don't Jack. really exist. Yeah, like Yeah, man. Like um, you know, before his body betrays him, hopefully, you know, he gets a chance to make the most of it. Um yeah. JML, does EO Sky have a shot to be in one of the women's title matches or even be the center of the women's division? No, too small. You know, sh- this is going to hurt. I think she could win a Money in the Bank. She could probably get one of those summer title reigns that think so. uh, maybe really? maybe Nikki Ash or uh, Liv Morgan got. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is, I don't think they trust her at all. Like as far as microphone time, but like with the Vince thing coming back. I don't see it. I. So one thing I noticed and I forgot about this. I forgot how I forgot that Trish is small. Mm-hmm. So she was in there when Trish was out there with EO. I was like, OK, now I thought to myself. The only people they ever push that are small that in the women's division are like Trish or Alexa. Alexa. Bliss. Guess what? EO don't look like Trish or Alexa <laughs> Bliss. Um. Because she's, you know, you want to play the clip? You should have like a like a soundboard for you to play blonde big titty white woman. Like there's, there's no, there's no, that's not there. Um, so yeah, like it doesn't matter that like as far as talent, like she's 
Prime might be the most like gifted wrestler, women's wrestler they've ever had. They've ever had signed for, uh, for long, but doesn't matter. Like we're at a point now where like EO's had her matches and NXT and all that kind of stuff, and she's doing whatever she does uh, on the side and has good matches with Becky or whatever else um, on TV. Like she's she's gonna have her career. She's gonna you know to just kind of go through the motions and then whatever happens after that. But like people aren't going to realize that like, like the, whatever the best matches you saw her have, like that's not a top 20 match, like in her career, like catalog. She's, she's fucking awesome. Like it, it you're going to have to go back on starting world and find old shit or go to, you know, some YouTube or whatever to find it. But like, I, who knows, man? Like I think it now she's what 30. Okay. So my use 30 now. So that means she's like 32, 33. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what it is like. She's gonna if she she wants she's gonna be a good soldier and you know have her career or whatever else and just go you know go through that kind of thing. Um, and whatever she wanted to stay, she wanted to stay. Uh, but I see um, what Kyrie's doing since she left, and I'm like, I so wish it. You fucking left so badly. Agreed. <laughs> So that badly. unit is an absolute. Please break up that unit, please. Um, Senior Sombrero. After all those times we said we were done with WWE, after the booking let us down, do we mean it this time? Who is we? Yeah, I, I like after us May thirty five. I was done. Five and a half hour show. Shitty. Nah. Like Ronda Rousey gets her shoulder up on the on the three count. Fuck off. Doctor Larry of the Dark. Um, he said. Odds on Cody being for you or Austin Theory for the U.S. title, and them saying he's doing it for his daddy. You can never Oof. underestimate that. And and him winning the U.S. title would be him winning, finishing the, the story. That that's what we're saying. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was Cody already U.S. champion in this run? No, he he, did he didn't take it off Seth. Finish. No. Okay. Just making sure. When paying much, when paying close attention. So, King of the North, you sent me a video on Twitter. All right, let's see. Um, hold on. Let's see. I need to open up another tab. It's backwards, but. It's Riho's music, like Roman Reigns is the entrance, but it's like his Riho's dub joint. That's pretty funny. That's like that Triple H one. Um, but WWE sold to Endeavor, um, which is the parent company of UFC. Mergers are designed, are, are usually not designed to create jobs. No, um, <laughs> to keep costs low. He's like, hey, you do this. You can do this for this as well, and we can get rid of that salary. Yeah. Vince McMahon did an interview on CNBC with Ari Emanuel. Um, Ari Emanuel maintained that the creative self would be left up to Vince. Vince was uh, 
you know, uh, WWE owns 49% of it. Endeavor owns 51% of WWE. So they're the majority holder. So it's kind of end of an era in a sense. Um, so, you know, I don't think the, your day to day as a customer, anything will change for you. But I think the wrestlers, mm, I immediately, mean, immediately, you, okay. immediately, you're not going to yeah. see like this stuff, but. Wait it's about to be months. a creep of all this shit. Wait till the, the TV deals start coming up and the Peacock deals like start coming up. Like if they intend to run this similar to UFC where they get all the money out of everybody at all times with all the advertising and all the other shit, like it's going to get nasty and uncomfortable for a lot of people. And it's going to be intrusive and it's going to be a, a lesser experience. Yeah. Yeah, overall lesser experience. And, um, you know, Vince hashed his master plan. I, I can only be happy they didn't sell to Saudi Arabia. I think I'm that's surprised. I, I'm just happy that they sold it all. I thought this was all a scam. Yeah. It, look, and in some ways, it still was. Well, I mean, a different, a different scam. Yeah. It's a different yeah. scam than it's a, it's a different play being ran. But I yeah, thought it was yeah. a play of like, oh, you know, I'm coming back to sell. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> he actually was going to the yeah. Yeah. but they did sell, and and I mean he's he's back. You know, raw raw sounded like a Vince experiment tonight, and uh, apparently there were only four matches. Kill the kill the top baby face in the in, uh, on the brand. Yeah, it does sound like a Vince experience. Does yeah. So, um, I the news the story on this just broke today. I haven't like admittedly like read like super deep into it. Same. So I'm still trying to learn what it all means, but uh, just figured we. would Talk about it real quick. Rich, think of the number of times Brock and Roman have fought each other, and then it comes for Brock to fight Roman Reigns in Solo Sokoa. And he turns, and he instead turns his attention to beating up Cody Rhodes randomly for no reason. This man has had a, this man has had Roman Reigns' number, except for recently, for like a decade. Right. And now he wants to fight Cody instead. That's just random as fuck. fuck. Just fuck you. Like, like what Why? happened? Like, no, just fuck him, cuz. I'm unpredictable. Yeah, I'm a chaos agent. Him. Okay, sure. No. Whatever, man. <sighs> I think we can uh we hit the wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, we ain't we ain't gonna play the music, we're not gonna do none of that. We were just going to talk about the Cinderella tur- Cinderella tournament. Cinderella tournament this year, even by the standards of what Cinderella tournament is, as like a upset breakthrough tournament for like the under under the uh, you know main event scene. This was a crap fest. Like, w- w- was March Madness um, a, a more stable and steady tournament, James? Yes. Do you want to know what the final four was out of this sixty out of this thirty six uh, competitor tournament uh, doled out for us? What it what it what it yielded? What? On the left side of the bracket, in the final four, you get my Sakurai versus Waka Sukiyama. The Waka streak. Let's run it up. On the, the other Waka side. meter. Uh on the other side, you get Ami versus Mirai. Wow. But Mirai like just won that bitch. Mariah won it last year. Ami had a white belt title shot in January, and like was probably, uh, I was there for that. I I I, I was fighting falling asleep in person 
Yeah. So you got my Sakurai in, in Waka, who's the worst wrestler on the, on the, on the roster technically, but like it's over as fuck. So like, yeah. Um, hope Mariah has to, has to, has to go back to back. She just has to, just to, just to maintain sanity and credibility in doing it other than saying like, Oh yeah, we're doing Yokohama Arena two weeks after this. We don't, or now a week after this. We don't give a fuck about this thing. We just had to do it because it's on the calendar. Like you have to have Mariah win it. Otherwise, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, just. <laughs> not many good matches like the, like the best matches on the turn were all from round one were like you had like Azumi and Hazuki or like um Nanai and Utami or like uh Kamatani and Mayu where they're just like oh draw those are draws they're going to draws but like they're going to beat the shit out of each other while they have draws uh yeah that, that, that's all I have to say about the tournament like really disappointing even by the standards of what historically is an underwhelming tournament yeah um so yeah Man. uh but you- UConn won the men's national championship. Oh, that's nice. So, is that their fourth title? Bro, UConn. To this decade, they got one in uh, 99. Or, excuse me, they got one in 2011. They got one in, uh, this year. They got 99, one in 2011. They won one in, like, two th- in like the 10s, and they won that one, just this one. So, that's four. Yeah, something. Shout out to UConn. What a... What a um, What UConn's a unassuming like my, blue blood. Yeah, UConn's always kind of been my like second team. You know, I just kind of always liked them. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. So uh, I actually yeah. picked them to go to the championship game, and uh, I, I won a March Madness bracket. For, uh, <laughs> really? For, yes, for uh, Catherine's work. Um, okay. I filled it out, and I, I had Miami, or excuse me, I had uh, Connecticut going to the finals. Um, in her tournament, and, and I won. And then I had Miami in the social suplex uh, who made the Final Four. I picked Miami to go to the Final Four. They made it. Um, so I did pretty well in that one. I think I finished second. But, um, yeah. So, mm. <laughs> weird year. I guess, though. Um, I, I guess, like, you know, we... Um, another... This the WrestleMania review show. As far as, like... Overall, like I thought it was a uh, night one was a great show. Yeah. Um, night two just was not. And it was like night two was just another. It was similar to last year. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, can't wait for next year. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> now, now we get to see what the Rock. I, I guess we'll see. Can, can, um, can we get even though what we do is wrong is the theme song for not for a chance. I wish. <laughs> Not a chance. Like, I'm surprised when they still play that shit at, um, or, or flip side when they play that, like, Philly games, like, or Sixers Yo, games. We're we um, just going to be stuck with Louis I want to rock. I'm like, nah, man, that ain't the Louis I want to listen to. Uh, I want to listen to Now I Do What I Want. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Let's, My birthday is on Sunday. So, yes, uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet at all. <laughs> So I'll let y'all know. Um, I do have my album. My second album is coming of the year is coming out on Sunday. Just kind of put the sequencing together. You know, about to be three this year. I'm I'm aiming for. So um, you trying to get a deal? Yeah, you know, (laughs) you know, just you know. 
Stacking it up. Like, the last you person know. to like, dropping multiple albums in one year was, like, you know, I think, was it Ross that was trying to get his deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dream Machine Act 2. Uh, I put up a, a YouTube video of uh, recording the intro for it. So, uh, yeah. Y'all should check it out. Y'all should check it out. Pay what you want. Yeah. Out, put it in the show notes. Yep. Uh, um, next week it'll be it'll be there ready. So, okay. um, but yeah, I guess we should wrap this whole up. Yep. Uh, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. If you are watching from the stream, uh, look at our PayPal. Look at our Cash App that are on the screen. Go there. Drop us off a donation there. If you're listening, the from best. The podcast, <laughs> we are the best, and that's why you should donate because we're the best. If you're listening from the podcast, you can go to the show notes or description and find uh, a link to our rare store where you can donate there. And be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides the One Nation Radio, you have the Keep It a Strong Style. Not the Keep It a Strong Style. You have Keep It a Strong Style. You have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grumman Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences, Podcasts, uh, All Things Elite, 8-Bit Suplex, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and Rick Nash Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Cody Rhodes. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.